You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. It's that time again, or is it? The time stream has gone completely haywire. You're watching The Game Garage here on The Glass Cannon, the show where we play all kinds of different tabletop role-playing games. This week, for the fifth and final episode in a mini-series, we are playing Time Watch, the incredible game from Pelgrane Press and writer Kevin Culp. And, as always, I have these beautiful, illustrious, storied masters of the role-playing art with me. (laughs) Mary Lou, Joe O'Brien, and Paula Deming. What's up, guys? Hello. Hello. Okay, guys, quit talking so much. Just shut up for a minute so I can say something. God, I can't get a word in. I want to let the chat know. That we are giving doing a giveaway this week. What uh, we are going to? Yes, we are going to give away. I, you know what? This, this in particular <laughs> copy of Time Watch from Pelgrain and Kevin Culp, and yeah. the way that you can enter to win that. your own Time Watch core book and uh, have time traveling adventures at home with your friends is uh, by looking in the chat. Brennan's going to post a link. Follow the link to a form that you can fill out, and we'll announce the winner of the core book. Uh, in the chat by the end of the episode. Now, this is going to be Exciting. for people in the domestic United States only. I'm sorry. Time watch oh, agents can teleport anywhere. But I know it's horseshit, <laughs> but, but that is who it's going to be for. So, uh, please, please. And we will continue to post that link in case someone missed it here at the top of the show. Okay. That's done. We've said all of that. What's up, you guys? Oh, uh, wait. But if you don't win, you could still uh, buy it at a discount if you're into it. If you want to check oh, it yeah, out, that's right. Thank using you, the Jack. code Glass Cannon uh, on yes. the Pelgrim Press store. So drop that code at checkout for what is it? Ten percent off, I think. Ten percent off, and yeah. guys, check out everything Pelgrim does because their gumshoe games and all of the stuff they do. They've got sci-fi games, they've got fantasy games, they've got horror and mystery games. It's a really cool company. Um, Kevin uh, Culp has designed a new one called Swords of the Serpentine that's coming out soon that's like uh, swords and sorcery, like uh, Conan or uh, Fawford and the Grey Mouser. Uh, that's coming out from them soon. Check out everything they do. And we want to thank Kevin and Pelgrade for helping us put together this great Time Watch stream. Uh, okay, that said, uh, before we just hopped in on to the stream here to start to start playing... I think Joe, you kind of gave Paula a spoiler on a video game she's playing, right? You kind of <laughs> spoiled it for her. <laughs> I didn't realize you could still spoil Bloodborne. That's not I've never played it. How it's been out for a decade? How? How? It's not been out for a decade. Come on, it's been. It must out be for, out for a decade, right? For a while, I have watched other. I'm not going into this game as blind as I tend to go into things because I have watched other people play it. So there's some stuff that I do just know, but I did not know. The second phase of this particular boss I'm fighting right now, but that's fine because I'm gonna know it today when I play it and beat it. So like whatever. So I found out a few. Just don't. Luckily, neither one of you have seen Doctor Who because you legitimately cannot spoil that for me because I 
this is going to sound weird. I sort of watch it for work, and I need for work to be not spoiled. So oh. you all okay. cannot do that. Okay. All right. Uh, nope, so nobody. So so you. So you believe in spoilers sometimes, Paula, but sometimes you're cool with them. I mean, it kind of depends. It's sort of on me to avoid spoilers, I think, if I want. Or to say to people, hey, I've never watched Game of Thrones. I've avoided most of the spoilers. Maybe one day I'll watch it. Don't talk about it in front of me. Please shut up. Stop talking. Do, Joe, like, Joe, do you hate spoilers? I despise spoilers. I really? go to extreme length. Let's use Game of Thrones as an example. Me and my buddy Nick Lowe, when we, I would, I would invite people over. I always hosted Game of Thrones nights at my apartment in New York. And uh-huh. so we'd crowd a dozen people into this tiny living room every week to watch the show. When it ended and it said, next week on Game of Thrones, I'd get up and run out of the room. Just like my mom. I didn't even want to see clips of the next episode. Yeah. That's and I radical. Read all the books. You're a fundamentalist anti-spoiler person. <laughs> I, I really am. I do. I will not watch militant. I will militant. not watch a movie trailer of a movie that I want to see. Like if it's something I'm going to see anyway, even watch a trailer. No. So like when Dune trailer came out like three and a half years before the movie came out, I was like at the office with the guys and they were like, the Dune trailer came out. Everybody crowds around and watches it. I put earplugs in and go on the other side of the room. I'm just obsessive about spoilers. Wow. I, I, I kind of like, I, I don't watch trailers for movies I want to see either, but if I happen to see it, I'm just like, oh, well. Or like if I'm on Twitter and someone's like, you know, remember when this happens? I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's fine. I heard about it. <laughs> I'm like, I guess, I guess you could call what I do being an adult. And, uh, <laughs> what do you think, Mary Lou? I'm kind think of about like, this? I'm kind of, I kind of flirt with spoilers. Uh, I, I like, I like a little bit. I like a little bit. A little when tease. I was a kid, yeah, I used to read the last page no. of a book uh, before, I just because that when I, when everything like clicks into place and I've like figured out how it gets there, that's really fun to me. Okay. Or I, I don't mind. I don't mind spoilers so much. I like. I never really have. Um, and I even kind of, I don't know. I find them. I find them uh, like a little, a little, a little fun, a little like, how does that happen? How do we get there? It's a little tease. Yeah, it's like a little tease. But wait, Joe, how old can something be where you, you can't claim spoilers anymore? Apparently the uh, age of Bloodborne. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. which I, which I found is uh, 2015. So I was, I was way off. It's only seven years old. That's close Uh, to 10. That's closer to 10 than not 10. Yeah. Yeah. Closer to 10 than not 10. And I just want to clarify on the, this particular spoiler, because it's amazing. For people that are in to Souls games, it's a classic spoiler, which is somebody, in this case Paula, says they are having a hard time with a particular boss fight. And you then let slip that they haven't even finished phase one of that boss fight. <laughs> right. they, they think they're about to beat the boss, came close a few times, but it turns out that you finished that first part. It starts an entirely new fight. So it could be very deflating to find yeah. out ahead of time that you're not even halfway through well, what you thought would good. be the end. But Paula, good. I mean, that's probably good because when whenever I used to play video games, and I can't anymore because of my nerves, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> when... <laughs> When a boss would like suddenly transform into its more mightier form, that would make me panic so hard. Tears. You know what I mean? Like 
heart palpitations. I, I my, my my thumbs would become limp sausages, just banging. How do I make it move? Like that's why I had to stop playing video games. But anyway, you're now you're forewarned. Now you're forewarned, and you Ready. can you can prepare for that eventuality. You, so. you I know to not celebrate. You stopped entirely. Like you don't play any RPG or adventure games at all. Like even not intense ones. I really think video games are fascinating and uh, loved playing them back in the day. But uh, before you I, were an adult, before I became a <laughs> responsible adult and took up my responsibilities at the bank where I work, <laughs> uh, there'll be no kite flying in my household. Uh, no, I, I just, uh, I, I have too many nerdy things, and one had to go. And uh, that's fair. The the yeah. load times on modern video games started to bum me out, and I said, I think I'll drop this one. But sometimes, you know, my wife Kara and I will play a little Super Mario World on my SNES oh, uh, classics. So that's beautiful. That's great. That's right beautiful. before our love making. Was that too much? Was that too much? It was. For me, I can't speak for everyone. For me, yes, it was. Okay. Too much. All right. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't enjoy a little Super Mario World before their love making? <laughs> um, Stop saying love making. When you, you know, at the at a critical I moment, be honest, you might go, woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna win. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, to be honest, I'd never thought about it. Uh, who likes Super Mario World before Love Making? You never yeah. thought about that? Crazy. That's so never, weird, Mary Lou. Never You're crossed my mind weird. until now. Yeah, not until now. Well, I'm sorry I made it so uncomfortable, but that's the perfect cue <laughs> to get into today's adventure. We <laughs> have played. I'm gonna win. We've played. <laughs> We've played through four uh, episodes of Time Watch. It's a little mini campaign. That's what we're going to do here in the Game Garage. So this has been a perfect uh, proving ground for that idea. And uh, you kind of completed a case last time. So uh, this time we'll start on a new adventure, a new case for your Time Watch crew. Very brief recap. This uh, this crew of time travelers are part of Time Watch, a uh, organization that polices the time stream. Evil or criminal time travelers go back and change history. Time Watch changes it back to the true history. Uh, these folks, uh, Dakota Blaze, a Wild West uh, sharpshooter, uh, Imogene Dupree, a 1920s flapper and spy, and Captain Oswald Pate, an 1840s explorer <sighs> lost at sea, have been working together to first uh, solve the Cuban Missile Crisis, which had been thrown <laughs> off course by the death of uh, uh, temperance activist Carrie Nation. See earlier episodes to explain that. And then they also took on a sentient evil language that had infested William Shakespeare's works in the Elizabethan oh, yeah. era. I handled that. And now they have returned to the Citadel. They have returned to Time Watch. Uh, the Citadel, uh, which exists before the Big Bang, floating before time itself. And I have to tell you that when you return, there are technicians waiting for you, and you see that they are mem-tag technicians. The technicians that kind of uh, abduct people from the time stream and erase their memories. Yeah. And one of them comes forward. Amen. Oh, by the way, we're playing now. It started. One of them started? comes forward. Yes, here we go! One of them comes forward and is like... Uh, we understand there's been an infection. You'll have to have your mind thoroughly scrubbed. Ooh. An infection. Uh, oh, for the the language, language. the, the tape, the black, 
Yes, tongue. you all started speaking the uh, horrible mimetic viral language Tapek, and Time Watch is already aware of it when you return to the Citadel, and they need to scrub your mind of the language. Question, do we know, have we had this done before, and do we know if it is a particularly precise procedure or do they erase your personality? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Captain do we Pate? get a hard reset on our characters? Right. Cap- Captain Pate, as you're standing there, these guys are in, like, hazmat suits, but it's, like, a special hazmat suit that keeps, like, a big... You know the, um, you know the translator that you created, uh, Dakota Blaze, mm-hmm. in our last adventure? They're all wearing that, but a Ooh. very, like, sleek, more advanced version of it. Like, they've improved on your design a little bit. Oh, Yes. I'm like, oh, look, I made that, but then they made it better. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, Captain Pate, to answer your question, uh, has this process happened to you before? Have, has your mind ever been scrubbed of memories before? You don't remember it ever right. having happened. Right. Interesting. Great. Okay. Well, well, let's hold on a minute here, then. What? How precise is this procedure? What exactly are you erasing? Oh, uh, it's pretty precise. I mean, we only have a margin of error of, say, 0.263018%. Dakota, is that a lot? Uh, uh, I mean, uh, I think it's fine. Dakota thinks it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, I know math now, I guess. Uh, I think science. One in every, like, couple thousand. One in every couple thousand. Yeah, how does... Okay, so because I have science, uh, does that sound like a reasonable margin of error? These guys are going to go in and scrub your memory. There's no way that that is a precise science. Memory is a fluid thing. We Even in, in Time Watch's Citadel, which has access to the most advanced technology of the 40th century, they have not completely... Uh, analyzed everything that has to do with the human brain. They, they don't know everything about it. It is a great unknowable uh, thing inside the human body, and so there's no way that this is going to be perfect. I'm going to yeah. say, uh, I'm going to say, listen, fellas, <laughs> we've been doing really well so far uh, with our minds exactly the way they are, and I can personally guarantee that we're going to be just fine. So thank you so much for your concern, but this won't be necessary. And I'm going to use a charm and reassurance to try and convince them that we don't need this. Ah, okay. Combo uh, of interpersonal abilities. <laughs> well, if you're using charm and reassurance, um, they tell you that um, you'll have to take it up with your handler, uh, Major Ashdown. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, that you um, cannot be cleared for R&R until you have done it, until you've had your mind scrubbed. And R&R, of course, is when you all relax and get those beautiful, beautiful points back that you so desperately need. I do do want those points back. Yeah. Um, Well, let us just talk to Major Ashtown then. Don't worry about it. It's a little above your pay grade. No offense. (laughs) Um. So they uh, they finally uh, nod and uh, they leave the room, but they're not letting you leave the room. You're still in sort of this um, 
you know, they call it a time bay, but it's basically uh, a room that you clock in and out of. Um, and there are many rooms like this with like a circle drawn on the floor where you're all supposed to stand and uh, rev up your autocrons and disappear into the time stream. Uh, and this is where you arrive into the Time Watch Citadel. And soon um, a uh, figure comes into the room. It is definitely Major Ashdown, but he's wearing some sort of like isolation uh, unit on his head. It's like the translator, but it's even more opaque and it covers his face. And you can see that um, he's not even letting you hear his voice. Like you hear inside of the big isolation unit. And then his words appear on a screen on the front of the helmet. <laughs> this is oh comical. Boy. And he says, now now, a- now, now, agents, do your diligence and have your mind scrubbed like proper uh, members of this community. And that's all written out in sort of like a, it looks like a scoreboard from like a, a high school gym. Yeah. <laughs> is that an order, Major? It is. All right, team. I can't defy an order. Okay. But I don't really want to do this. Look, we honestly- can't. We can't risk the infection getting into the Citadel. It would mean the end of time as we know it. I understand. I mean, it would be bad, and we did struggle with it a lot, and y'all almost, like, lost yourselves to it, so I kind of think maybe it's one of those things that we just kind of have to, we're just going to have to risk it, and hopefully we'll just all remember each other. (sighs) Okay. You know? So. All right, the technicians come back in, and they put gags, like, uh, uh, metal gags on all of you. They're almost like, oh, my God. Uh, and then uh, they, uh, sorry, but they can't risk you saying a word. That's what it says on the front of Ashdown's helmet. And then they take you into a room where there are these huge uh, cylindrical uh, canisters attached to big honking computers. And uh, there are seats underneath the cylindrical canisters. Uh, and uh, they tell you to have a seat in these, uh, you know, they look like dentist chairs. Like, and I'll sit down. <laughs> oh, I hate this. I hate it. Uh, yeah, we'll sit down. I'll sit okay. down. Okay. All right. Is that everybody? Yeah. All right. Very good. Then um, they uh, start to rev up the machine, and you can suddenly see um, a very uh, personal memory of yours, Captain uh, Pate, just appear on a view screen. Uh, it's uh, like when you um, said goodbye to your children. Oh. Uh if you had any, uh, when you left for the uh, for the exploratory uh, mission that you went mm-hmm. on, the, the final mission you ever went on, uh, and uh, one of the technicians sees that you're noticing that, and he kind of steps in front of the screen, uh, <laughs> and uh, they start pushing buttons, and all of you have a dream, but it's like it feels like having a dream, but it's like having a dream in fast forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the moments of your life are flashing in front of you. Uh, and you can uh, feel uh, the moments where you heard and spoke Tapek. Uh, like you can see that those moments are what is focused on because things slow down when you get to those moments and you go through those moments in like real time. Unfortunately, it's true that this is not um, a perfect process. And so uh, I'm going to rule because you're going to get R&R after this that you can get all of your points back. Okay, but you need to, uh, in the case of Dakota and in the case of Imogene, you lose one point of an investigative ability. 
and uh, Captain Pate, who who got his tape back up to two, loses two points of an investigative ability uh, going into this next mission. Um, uh, my sorry, so was should I choose? Two. Should I choose it for you, or would you like to choose it yourself? I don't want to punish myself, but my tape pack also got up to two because of the thing that I. <gasps> that's made. right. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes. So, and I'm gonna I'm gonna rule since this is the end of our campaign, and it doesn't matter that much that this is a permanent loss. Um, <gasps> so it's not. So it's the ranks get lost. The ranks get lost. Yeah. Not cool. Okay. Investigative, right? Well, I think investigative. Uh, I'm. I lose. I think because I spent so much time using my science and my tinkering to create the translator thing, that's probably where the memories had to be scrubbed with the most, like, with the least amount of precision just Mm. to get rid of all of it. So I think I am losing both my points out of science. And now I go from three to one in science. Ooh, that's oh, that's devastating. Do you have to lose two points from an ability or can you spread it? You can one spread it to two one, different one out of out of two different ones, yeah, or you know one, out, you know. Okay, uh, I will say that just because I think it's an interesting role playing choice. How about he loses a point because they're messing with his his language and stuff? Um, how about he loses a point of high society? So when he comes Ooh. back, he sort of forgets that like like how to how to behave right in like around yes. rich people and he gets he, mm. he gets more into the gritty sailor sort of uh, mm. vibe um, and then I'll lose a point of I'll lose a point of military tactics oh god oh yeah wow and Imogene you only lost one point what did I you lose I only lost it from? one I think because sorry for that what the Who's what? eating Cheetos Who's during eating the Cheetos? during no, the show? Cheetos, they're little crackers. I had to, my stomach's growling, and I had to pull them out of the thing. And I knew it was going to make noise, but I thought this will get they'll, they'll take this out of the in you the audio. It wouldn't make it any out. noise. So it made the most so noise. It's just a, it was just, just a tiny bit. Cracker now. That's okay. Eat your cracker, girl. Enjoy that yeah. cracker. Yeah, everyone, um, watch Paula eat a cracker. Everyone watching. All right. Good. Look, I'm sorry. We were about to focus on Mary Lou for a minute, and I had to make it about me again. Uh, it's okay. Sorry. <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. Welcome crunch back to Welcome back to the Glass Cannons episode of Polly Eats Crackers. Um, <laughs> oh no, Polly want a cracker. Oh, oh no. Boom. Episode Good title. Good night, everybody. That's our show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mary Lou. <laughs> um, Mary Lou, that's Paul very funny, but it's also bullying. Okay. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Back to the hey, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I want to play with the uh, mechanics here a little bit. I would like to give Mary Lou a stitch for that because I think you can get <laughs> stitches even for great jokes around the table. I think it says it in the book. So. It does. Agreed. Yeah. Great Thank job, you. Mary Lou. That's a Thank good one. Thank you. I'll take that. Paula wow. wanted cracker. And it, fe- it felt it felt so natural. It just came. It was it was so wow. easy. Um, okay, I think because Imogene had such a rough childhood, and her her distant past is already so tenuous. Right? She doesn't want to really remember it because it's traumatic. Yeah. Um, that I think was already 
had such a tenuous hold on her memory. I think some of that is gone. So she's losing a point of streetwise. Oh, from, wow. From some of these are up. Some of these are skills that are very close to the character's concept. So this memory yeah. wipe has wiped away some of your streetwise. I love that. You've lost mm-hmm. some of the memories of your childhood on the streets mm-hmm. of the Big Apple. Yes. Um, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So, uh, you may also all erase your Tapex skill. Thank goodness. That okay. is gone. Um, okay. That goes away. Came at a cost. And uh, after you have uh, finished the mind wipe procedure, um, you uh, you feel actually really good. It's like, you know, when you have a lot in your mind and you're kind of stressed and, you, you know, one of your veins kind of pops out when you're kind of like you're just it feels like the opposite of that. It feels like you've just had a really good back massage and you've done like uh, a couple days worth of a transcendental meditation retreat yeah. uh, when you get done. Nice. Nice. Um, I'm going to look down at my uh, the little translator thing that I made and be like, I don't know what this is, but it looks cool. Whoever made it. Man, that's pretty good. Um, that's pretty good. And then I'm just going to chuck it. Uh, Major Ashdown still refuses to take off his big uh, sensory deprivation helmet. Uh, and he says to you, just to be safe, I'm going to keep this thing on. You understand, chaps. Uh, and then he says, uh, uh, take uh, a week of R&R, each of you. Uh in any time period you choose, but return to this very minute, because I already have a mes- uh, mission for you. Oh! Jeez. Uh, I, I wish I knew why he refused to talk to us with his uh, voice, but... Uh, yeah, it feels a little rude, but I guess that's fine. A whole week of, R- of R&R. Thanks, Major. And so, uh, uh, briefly, I would like to know... Where do you go in time to relax, each of you? Um, you're not just staying at the Citadel. You can travel anywhere in time and space. And go somewhere and relax for a week. Where does Dakota Blaze go? I think I'm going to go to, like, way back, way back. Probably, like, hmm. Like the 1500s, but in the Americas, like in uh, like Colorado or something. So where it's just like the indigenous peoples and like horses. And I just want to go somewhere where I'm just like in nature with wild horses. And I'm just going to like camp a little and just like hang out with horses. So this is so this is so so this is funny. I think you would know this, but I Uh don't think horses were in the Americas at that (gasps) time. At least not in any great numbers, because horses were brought over from Europe. Were they? All right, then I'm going to Europe. Now, someone else in the chat might go, Logan, you're pulling that deep out of your asshole, and that's not actually correct. And if that's true, I mean, please uh, have at me right now. I just have a thing against horses. You know from my Blades in the Dark gameplay that I am pro-horse, anti-goat. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Then I change everything. I'm going to go to the future to a resort that's on, like, another uh, planet that we can access that is, like, themed like the Old West, and it has horses, but it's it's (laughs) all-inclusive resort situation, so I can get the feeling like I'm in just in nature, but actually all my needs are taken care of, and it doesn't matter when when or where these horses came from, because it's just this part of this resort experience. Um, that's great. So, um, 
you well, this is getting very meta. You're going to a uh, recreation of a, of of a time period that you are actually from. Um, <laughs> it, it's great because it, it actually takes all of the hard parts out of living in the old west. And I so, realize this actually would be more relaxing. Yeah, it would be, and it is. You enjoy your stay in West Land. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. The wildest place on the galaxy. Yeah, Westland, soon to be a major series from BHO. Okay, you (laughs) uh, get all of your um, skills, uh, your your pull points are back, except for Chrono Stability. Chrono Stability, you return two points to it. Okay. I'm eight of ten. All right. And then everything else, including investigative abilities, is refilled, but of course the the points that you lost say lost. (laughs) From yeah. your memory wipe. Um, and now uh, I will ask Captain Pate. Captain Pate, where do you go in the time stream to relax? Um, Captain Pate is going to go to 1992. Yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Uh, he's he's going to go to the last Boy Scout in theaters? <laughs> yes, he wants to see the last Boy Scout in theaters. Uh, he heard great things about Unforgiven, and he wants to hear more about, uh, or wants to learn more about uh, uh, Dakota's time. Uh, and no, he, <laughs> I, I like this idea of, I, I, I pick 1992 as kind of random, but basically uh, a time before uh, like full-blown internet and cell phones and all that kind of stuff, but a time when sailing technology was you know, at a high. And uh, he is going to go to like an unassuming uh, uh, boat outlet sort of place. And he's going to purchase uh, for himself a, or maybe he has one and he keeps it here in this time. But he's going to take a sailboat, uh, like a small refined sailboat. And he's going to spend a week sailing the Pacific, like trying to get from Mexico to like Indonesia, basically, uh, um, on his own, just like to be alone with the water, basically. Roll Fun. vehicles. <laughs> uh, vehicles, okay. And a picture with like 90 sunglasses, you know, and like, <laughs> it's like yeah. white shorts and his he boat has an shoes. Ocean, he and... has an OP Ocean Pacific shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. A pair oh, of Panama clam digger hat. shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, vehicles. Um, should I spend points or do, is it, should I just roll You can spend points because you're about to get them all back. Yeah. So I will spend, uh, I'll spend three points from vehicles. Okay. Uh, and I got a three. So that's six. Uh, six. Um, so um, that's a success, and um, that's such a beautiful way to do things that I'm going to go ahead and give you an extra point in vehicles. It goes, uh, it goes up. Wow! From, uh, yeah, awesome. And, uh, and um, you make it. What, 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 what? Where did you say you were going from Mexico uh, to Indonesia? Yeah, basically, uh, maybe there's maybe like Fiji or something. I'm not sure how long it takes. I'm not. I don't know anything about sailing, but I. I th- let's say Fiji. Let's say he wants to go to Mexico to Fiji. The well, Fiji you Islands. make it. You 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 make it, and you feel completely invigorated and renewed, and all of your points come back, Captain Pate. Awesome. All of your points. Awesome. Okay, and so now finally, Imogene Dupree, where do you go in the time stream to rest and relax? Well. Imogene's version of resting and relaxing is a little different from other people. Um, So she's looking for a place where she can just let loose for a full week. And she loves a music festival and wears the most 
epic music festival of all time. It's Woodstock. So she's going to Woodstock. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Uh, it's a party. And, uh, yeah. Um, so she uh, has uh, days of peace, love, and music. She sees Hendrix play uh, the yeah. national anthem. Oh, yeah. Um, she uh, rolls in the mud with some dirty hippies. It's uh, amazing. And, and uh, <laughs> she may go ahead and she may renew all of her points. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, but she Except takes for one, stability. She takes one point Except of for disease. Except stability. I want to track Captain Pate, you and, uh, and Imogene both only get two points of chrono stability back. I'm only at six. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Uh, I'm at three. I can't even do a mission. So, like, you oh, only get two you points of chrono stability three? back. You can do a, a mission forest. with three points of chrono stability, but um, it, oh, it it'll be it'll be harrowing. Um, would you okay. like to, uh, when you return to the Citadel, uh, would somebody with uh, reality anchor like to help them out a little bit? Yeah, I yeah, I'd love to spend a point. Actually, I had an idea of something I wanted to do, okay. and so if I if I could uh, say. From my week away, maybe I come back a day early. So I wanted to do some tinkering, I suppose, and fashion some sort of um, like locket. And I, I originally was going to just do it for imaging, but knowing how hard Captain Pate also was. Or maybe I've like purchased something, and I'm just maybe just at this resort. I've I've just purchased some lockets. I mean, I'm probably not like forging jewelry, um, and could spend some reality <laughs> anchor to like put inside the locket. I want to put like a picture that I've drawn because <laughs> I established earlier I drew pictures of my parents who I never knew. Maybe I've like drawn like a picture of like. The three of us together and then like included maybe I found probably a photo of them well maybe there wouldn't be one of something to represent I'm rambling now but something to represent who they really are mm-hmm. okay I've, right. I've put it in there like in like a locket that they can then wear to then look at to remind themselves of who they really are when we travel um so I think like that's great, and it sounds like you're that, using yeah. your reality anchor. Actually, yeah. that's not yeah. really tinkering. So, how yeah, many points right, yeah. so are you spending? Uh, how many points of reality anchor are you spending? Um, I'll spend a point for both of them. So they okay, get great. Two back. Wow. So okay. each of you gets two back. Now, Captain Pate, I will say that your grounded booster will uh, is is. Yeah, that, that makes a mission definitely possible for sure. Yeah, it makes the mission possible for you. <clears throat> um, and I'll just and be like, when we get back, I'll like present and be like, I just, I know that the last uh, trip we took was kind of rough on all of us, and it's hard sometimes to remember like who we are and why we're here. So I made a picture of our family. So you remember why we're doing what we're doing, and it's because you know the three of us together are better than the three of us apart. And then like who you are in there. Just a little thing, and so just wear it all the time, okay? Boy. 
Thanks, Thank darling. You, very I love Ashdown sticks his head into the hallway and says, Oh, agents, we don't have time for this effeminate sentimentality. <laughs> uh, we are past uh, the gender stuff now, don't you know? Uh, uh, sorry, I, I remember in the cured. handbook that I was supposed to get up to date on that. Uh, apologies, agent, <laughs> but please step into my small area where I give you missions. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll step in new lockets around our neck. Thank yeah. you, uh, Dakota. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yes. and hold on a second. Imogene, are you giving me one too? Yes. Okay, um, I don't have any cute lockets. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm just going to like hold your hands and look in your eyes and say, like, I've never felt more at home than when I am next to the two of you doing our job. Doesn't matter when, doesn't matter where. We can do this. We're a team. A family. Just like you said, Dakota. Yeah. Awesome. Alright, so that's great. Thank you and so you much. Gain, you gain two more points back, right? Right. So what um, does that bring you up to? That brings you up to seven? Seven. Yeah, that's seven. Good. Major Ashdown makes British sounds. <laughs> well, you nearly bungled that last one, agents. You all became infected with a mimetic language, and we're not exactly sure that you traced it all the way back to its source and origin, but I already have another team on that. I need you on a new case. Well, we did our best. You did your best, and thankfully you saved the time stream. So kudos on that, but also you bungled it. It's complicated. <laughs> I, just, I think you just like to say the word bungle. I think that as well, Major. No disrespect intended. I do indeed like to say bungle. It's true. Bungle. <laughs> bungle. Now, our next case is an important one, and I'm putting you on it because you have some experience with these types of situations. <gasps> Um, and he uh, shows you uh, a holographic image of a city that is completely destroyed. The uh, skyscrapers and buildings have been completely leveled. Berlin, 1946. The oh Allies have dropped an atomic bomb. That what? didn't happen in true history. I'm sending you back to Berlin in 1946 to figure out why. There's been yet another unscheduled thermonuclear war. Again? Why does this keep happening? The cockroaches again. I bet it's those stinking bugs. Those bugs. I can't wait to squash them. Squash them. <laughs> yes. It worked before, it could work again. The Iziru uh, is what we have uh, learned that they are called. Be wary, agents. Remember, they can take many forms impersonate human beings and they have technologies and sciences that we don't quite understand because they come from a far future parallel time stream so we don't have any more information or or um is there any research we can do now knowing that we're going probably into an encounter with the zero is there any research we can do um, sure. Uh, you have, he says, you're all very well-trained agents. You have many skills. I'm sure you already know the things that you need to know if you think about it for a minute and look at your tether. Oh, okay. Well, well, here's a question that we never came up against. Uh, last time Captain Pay fought one of these things, first of all, 
it said good to see you again, Captain. Yeah, so he's curious right. about this. Secondly, uh, we just, I mean, he fought them hand to hand and uh, he got his ass handed to him, Captain Pate. And, and if Dakota didn't save his ass with some paradox prevention, he'd be down for the count. So my question is, do we know in all of our research or studies of any weaknesses of these creatures? Like is obviously just standing and trying to fight like a boxer with them is not uh, the best way to go about it. Do we know something that they hate or are um, weakened by? Cockroaches are tough, though. They're not weakened by many things. Unfortunately, their chitinous armor is very hard to penetrate, but perhaps you could requisition some stronger equipment from the quartermaster. Oh, Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'd love love a little upgrade to my uh, revolver that I keep wanting to call a rifle, and if I've called it a rifle, I never did not mean it. I meant a revolver. (laughs) I don't know what I've said every time I've said it. I think you've said revolver. Yeah, we've also called it a six-shooter. Yeah, that's right. My Um, six-shooter. Yeah, um, yeah, no problem. Um, So I think that you could probably um, uh, get some beam weapons if you have the skills to requisition them from the quartermaster. Interesting. Beam weapons. Okay, cool. Uh, Let's do it. How do we do that? What, what is a requisition role? Like, is it, do you use investigative abilities or do you use general abilities? I think that in it's up to you. What What do you think that you would use? And I'll tell you whether I think it'll work or not. Uh, I think I might. Maybe I uh, because I like guns a lot. I maybe I have a bit of a rapport with the quartermaster, and so I might go over and like try and use some charm to be like, "Hey, bud, you know how much we like talking about guns." Want to make my gun more awesome? I'm afraid not. Charm is not enough. I, I'm ah. sorry. I am. So- he, by the way, he is uh, an ancient Egyptian slave that is now the quartermaster of uh, Time Watch's uh, weapons cache. And he says, "I am sorry, great priestess, but I am not. Uh, I am not uh, allowed to give out weapons uh, for just anybody who hasn't filled out the prerequisite paperwork." Uh, so then how about Captain uh, Pate uses his bureaucracy ability mm. to work through the proper channels, <laughs> deal with this nonsense, but get it done? Because honestly, we've got all the time in the world, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, so uh, how about um, he uh, hands you a Zen plasma rifle? Um, Zen plasma rifle. Yeah. Um, the sound the Zen plasma rifle makes when it's warming up is piercing and distinctive. Uh, and used when used by government anti-riot troops, protesters have been known to surrender or flee before a single shot has been taken. Oh, wow. The glow from its plasma con- conduits is disturbing. Um, so uh, this uh, this weapon, um, it gives you a plus two damage uh, when you roll it. Ooh. And do we all get one or just Captain Pate? I'd say if Captain Pate, are you spending a point of bureaucracy? Yes. Then yes, you all get one. Nice. I'll spend it. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't run into any bureaucratic challenges trying yeah. to stop this global war. Well, we're not going to stop the war. Uh, we are, but we're trying to stop a nuke. A nuke. So, one thing you should know about the Zen plasma rifle is that it has extended range, so um, it uh, really can fire from pretty far away. Oh. Okay. Okay. And it gives you a damage plus two. 
Um, all right, let me know when you uh, have done the, uh, the... So you have weaponry that you think will work a little better against their armor. What information do you want before you clock into Berlin in 1946? I think... Uh, but before that information, I think I also want to requisition something that shouldn't be too tough, which is period weaponry. Uh, and since we're going into a war zone, I think that it stands to reason just to protect ourselves, even from human, you know, human beings at the time, that we could have uh, some automatic, you know, or semi-automatic rifles basically yeah. uh, on our purse maybe some german weapons if we're hopping into a german area or maybe if we think the allies have already you know bombed and are kind of controlling then maybe we would use allied more allied weapons i'm not good with the weapon types off the top of my head but they obviously mm-hmm. have like you know small semi-automatic yeah. weapons in neither the am i but your idea of uh contemporary history will let you know what type of weapons the allied troops and german troops were using so would you like to uh get your hands on uh like a light automatic submachine gun yes exactly okay um and uh uh, what are you using to get your hands on that because this is a whole separate uh scenario you're getting historical weaponry now uh preparedness Yes. Uh, great. Give me a roll. Uh, okay. I will spend three. Actually, no. I'll spend two, just because I feel like uh, if we don't get the guns, it's fine. We can we can work without them. Uh, but I rolled a three and got a five. Yes. Okay. So um, you can uh, let's see. You rolled a three. You can have three. You can have three uh, period weapons. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Uh. Um. Um. It might be interesting. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, what now I was going to say. we're in my favorite phase of any role-playing game, yep. shopping. <laughs> All the action and the laughs never stop with shopping. I Go was ahead, Mary say, Lou, I'm sorry. No, but I, then I think I'm going to bring that point into it. I was going to say it might be interesting to have not just allied weapons, but also maybe an, an Axis weapon in case we need to fit in somewhere. But then I thought, oh, shopping is so boring. Um, so <laughs> what if we all agreed that we have three period weapons and we can like decide what they are as we go? That sounds that sounds that sounds fair. Um, and it, it, it works with um, the captain's preparedness uh, flashback ability. So you have three period weapons. One is ostensibly a light uh, submachine gun of some sort. But uh, we don't know if it's allies or uh, Axis. It's, you can kind of uh, announce it uh, when we get there. Does that sound okay. fair to everybody? Yeah, that sounds fair. Okay, because it's also like, man, it would be so convenient at at a certain situation to be like, I really need a sidearm here that is like can't be seen, and there might be another situation where you're like, I need a sniper rifle, (laughs) you know, like a massive gun from far away. Uh, That's fun. That's fun. Um, With your uh, with yourselves properly armed, are you ready to clock in to Berlin in 1946? Ready. Uh, Where are we clocking in before the bomb dropped or after the bomb dropped? You may choose, and in fact, you don't have to go to Berlin. You could go anywhere you want. You just know that Berlin gets leveled by an atomic bomb in June of 1946. It's from the 
do we know who dropped it? It's from the the allies. Is it the U.S.? We don't know everything. You know, the problem is Time Watch sensors pick certain things up, but they don't really give you all the details. Mm -hmm. So, um, for example, when they sent you back to 1700, they could just tell that the population levels were, like, really wonky in France. Um, And uh, so, for example, here they've just detected a huge spike in radiation in Berlin in 1946. All right. Well, I have a thought. If y'all yeah. are open to it. Yes, what if we go back just a little bit early, just a little bit before the bombs dropped, and maybe we can tap into some of the codes, the messages, the orders that were being sent back and forth that were coded at this time, and perhaps Imogene might be able to use some of her spying skill to, like, intercept Correct. and decode Code. the messages so we know who sent the order, hmm. and then we I- go to them... I had another thought. I don't know. Maybe that's too complicated. I like that thought, and I think it would be very successful. I had another thought that might be simpler. Yeah. What if if we traveled to, like, a year after the bomb was dropped, and we just ask people... Oh, Who yeah. did this and what happened? We could, you know what that is. I do have a tendency to overcomplicate. I think that's real smart. Let's go to yes. a year. So that was I both were great Lou. ideas. Uh, your idea sounded fraught with adventure, Paula. It did. <laughs> uh, it really did. But it is also okay to take uh, what you believe, you hope, is the path of least resistance. And so you all enter one of the sense. time bays. You yeah. activate your autocron. You hold it in front of you. The warm golden glow of champagne bubbles spreads around you. And you find yourself falling through the years. Uh, spheres, each showing a different moment in time, flutter past you. And you feel as you're falling, falling, falling. And everybody makes a travel test. Ah! I hate this part. <laughs> <laughs> These are tough. Because I'm bad at it. Well, I failed mine. I rolled a three. So no. I'm down no. to six of ten chronal stability. I'll be using stitches probably to avoid the next couple, I think. Oh, yeah. no. game? Mary Lou failed too. Mary Lou. I got Lose one. two chronal stability a- if you failed the test. But of course, Captain Pate, you don't need to take uh, a test because you are grounded. Right. You need another die, um, Mary Lou. Just change. That I'm, one is you know terrible. What? This one, yeah, I am. I'm getting a different die. You need it. Because that one rolls you a one every time. This one gets me a, a one on every single chrono stability check. Get that out It's not cool. Take the cursed die and throw it in the goddamn garbage. It's gone. Um, throw uh, it away. All right. It's gone. Uh, you um, suddenly find yourself uh, falling forward out of the time bubble onto the street uh, in the middle of a completely decimated urban landscape. What street are you on? The street sign is long gone. Um, you just see the blackened, hollowed-out shells of buildings, and you can tell this was once a great, great metropolis, and now it is nothing but a graveyard. Mm. Um, uh, with my... I- sh- Sorry, go no, we're all we're all like, mm, what should we do? Uh, with my streetwise, would I know in a situation like this where the survivors might hole up or be, so that we could go and ask them who did this? What a great uh, idea! Yes, you um, you can figure um, which building seems like it's the most intact and would uh, provide good shelter for the greatest number of people. So I will uh, point that out to everyone. We can decide if that's where we want to go, but we at least know that that is 
What were you thinking, Captain Pate? Oh, I was just going to back it up to like I don't know why we would jump into the middle of the devastated, radi- irradiated. You landscape. already have exactly. Quit like I don't know why we do say. that. Well, you know why wouldn't we jump into like London and read the newspaper? Oh, you know, but uh, or, or you can, Frankfurt. You can do that. See you can do that. Um, you can do that if you. But if I you like this idea. I mean, if there yeah. are any, if there is anyone alive here, then yes, let's go there. Again, my concern just being like. They don't necessarily know, right? They might not know, but we'll see. We'll see. Let's Hopefully see what they this know. far after the fact, they'll know who did it to them. Yeah. We hope? Okay. Uh, could I do a test real quick to see if um, an investigation... T- Ooh, this would be tough. Uh, what skill would it be? Oh, maybe you guys would be better at it. Maybe it's hacking or science. But I just want to know if there's any radio signals I- I- happening, right? So are is there any form of communication that's going in or out of this place? Um, or is it just like dead zone? Like completely dead? Your tether could analyze that. Okay. Yeah. So can I use the tether to analyze if uh, there is any sort of communication signals, wireless communications happening at all? Yes, you may. And you see that there are radio signals, uh, but there are less than uh, there would be if it was, you know, a thriving city. Right. Okay. All right. So I just want to make sure people weren't completely cut off. All right. Great. Then let's uh, let's try to use uh, Dakota Streetwise to track down. Around and be like, people are here. I bet they're in that building. Let's go. Um, You arrive at the uh, hollowed out skyscraper, uh, and um, uh, you go into the big double doors. They were once grand oak doors. uh, Into the lobby of what might have been a bank or. Uh, a place where people did business. Uh, and now you see it's become an encampment. And there are many um, German people here. They look dirty. They look sick. Some of them are missing hair yeah. or look like they've been badly Sword. burned. Uh, and uh, many uh, are the types of people that would not have gone to war during World War II. So they are older men. They are young boys. Yeah. They are women and, uh, and children. Um, and uh, they look up at you in fright uh, when you walk through the doors. Uh, what is your impersonating mesh kind of making you look like right now? Um, I, I think I'm going to use my reassurance and my interpersonal skills, my high charm. I think our impersonator mesh, we should look like like country people, like country German country people, because what I want to use is say like, we don't know what happened. We were living out in the country. We didn't have a radio and we haven't, we've, we haven't seen, we've been too scared to talk to people. Can you tell us what happened? Great. Using your reassurance, um, they tell you, uh, like that, uh, you are not welcome here. We already don't have enough food to feed the people who are here. But if you would like to know what happened, the allied pigs, we're not strong enough to fight the German people head on. And so they have resorted to this treachery to destroy us. Yes. Which pig in particular? The Allies. The Americans. Huh? Right. Oh, they, so it was, it was the Americans. Old, this is an old man. They couldn't fight their way all the way to Berlin. So instead, they just destroy us and this is the end of the earth 
This is the end of the world. Because when they start dropping these bombs, then we are truly in trouble. Have you had any news since the since the bomb was dropped? Is um our our Führer still um? Still, Why did you uh, gag a little bit as the Führer? Uh, sorry, uh, radiation poisoning. I am no sorry. fan of the Führer either. Oh, what has oh. he done to help us? Where I mean, is the German government in this time? We are on our own out here. We have had nothing. You are the first people to come and visit us and try to help. Really? So you haven't had any news? No radio? Any other contact where any other bombs dropped? We get dropped? news. We get news. There have been no other bombs dropped. This is how they have ended the war, Fraulein. This is how they have ended the German front of the war. We're not even sure if the Fuhrer and the High Command are alive. Thank you so much. And now get out. There's not enough food for you. Oh, we'll take care of our own food. We just wanted information. Is there anything else you know? <sighs> Only that I am sad that I have lived to see this day. Yeah, this is depressing. Um, is, what did we learn from this, you guys? Is there anything we, I can do with my medical expertise to, like, ease a little suffering or anything i don't know what i would have what would be good or helpful but certainly your medical expertise allows you to treat some of their wounds some of them have infections um Mm -hmm. some of them have bad burns uh although at this point they're quite stabilized because you guys said you were clocking in like a year later yeah um so um you uh you're able to kind of help them out for a while and i'm gonna say you now have their complete trust I need to spend a point. Um, what do you want from that point spend? And I'll tell you whether or not to spend it. What, what would you like to gain? Because you already have their trust just by having medical just expertise. Just by doing it. Cool. Great. I don't know. I don't know what we benefit from them. Do y'all have an idea? I'm happy to just like have their trust um, and make them feel a little better. Unless y'all can think of something specific we'd like from them. I'm not sure that they know... I guess maybe rumors, maybe if they know any rumors or, uh, you know, superstitions, like, because I was just asking them facts, but do they have any, like, feelings or or rumors that they've heard or or guesses? How about this? Did you know the attack was coming? Did they give you any (gasps) warning? Smart. That's good. Yeah. Um, A young woman uh, says... uh, they tried they tried in 44 to invade and when that didn't work the war wore on and on and on they wanted to end it and now they've ended us did you did our our government know the bomb was coming were there radio broadcasts uh, any orders to evacuate the city yes Right at the end. Mm. Right at the very end. But too late. Right before it dropped, but too late. I cannot leave. I cannot t- pull up my entire life and go out into the country. Did you hear of bombs dropped anywhere else? I believe that several were dropped across Germany. Any in Japan? I don't know. 
Oof. All right. Thank you so much. And I'm sorry there's not more we can do for you to, to ease things. But maybe there is something. We'll do whatever we can. You've uh, you've you've helped out some. You've uh, you've kind of um, s- salved their wounds a little bit, um, and uh, they trust you now. Um, but what is your next step? All right. So next steps. Let's. I, we need to find out why the allies never broke through. Yeah. Where, something. Where something. were they held up? Something tells me 1944 is a good place to look. To know, yeah, what's what stopped us from winning the war that that made the Allies take this incredible step? Uh, yes, yeah. but here's my question. If we go back there, we'll be still wondering what the future holds. Whereas if we go to the future and get the military the military books written about this event long after the fact, we could pinpoint the moment that stopped the Allies from getting in and then go exactly to where we need to go. Doesn't that seem like a solution? Than running around trying to figure it out? Well, if the bugs are are doing this to get radiation, like, are they even gonna... Who You know, history is written by the victors, so... Are they just gonna drop wrote, more bombs in the yeah, future? Yeah, and then, like, who wrote the history text? Will it be reliable? I just don't know. I mean, I, I like the idea, though. What about our tether? Could our tether tell us, in the actual timeline, mm. uh, what offensive... In 1944. Like, reached Berlin in 1944? Like, what was the name? Is there a name of that offensive? Was there a particular general? Was it MacArthur or something that, like, pushed through... Yeah, um, so um, it all starts in 1944 with uh, the D-Day invasion in yeah. June of 1944. The um, Normandy invasion. So they come in France. Right. They take they take back Paris. And then from there, did they, is that where they pushed into Berlin? Right. And they would have been there uh, well before 46. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So maybe we need to go back to, like, Normandy and just, like... Like, just what get wrong? real, real sick watching the start of Saving Private Ryan again, uh, and just see how they, how they, how it played out. Yeah, we could follow them. Yeah, we could. Fo- yeah, is it better yeah. to? I know we're just like sitting around, just planning and not doing. But like, is it better to to be at D Day in in France, or is it better to be in Berlin as the offensive comes through and see what stopped it from happening? I something tells me Normandy is where we want to go. All right, I just have a, it's a yes gut because feeling. if we start to see the timeline changing based on the success of the that's true offensive, that's real yeah we can try to nip it in the bud wherever that's happening. So that's a good idea. All right, y'all have convinced me. Let's go to the beach. This is uh, horrible. Are you uh, are you actually going to uh, clock into Omaha Beach on the date Jesus. of the D Day invasion? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, in like a freaking bunker somewhere. <laughs> like you don't want to get in the middle of that shit. <laughs> yeah. What no, if you, we? You want to be careful, um, but what I if... mean, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play that kind of dirty pool with you where you clock in and I go, you're in the you're about to be shot. Like you guys are smart enough Ooh, to like. I have an idea. Uh, what in. if we clock in idea. with the with the people calling the shots who aren't actually in the field? What if we call? Yeah, that's uh, 
What were you going to say? I was going to say, what if we clock in to a, and we, our gear is like, we are a paratrooping group that is going behind the lines. Because that's what they did. They flew in, they dropped paratroopers behind the line, and then they had to connect with the, the beach insertion. So if we drop from there, we'll be a little bit safer, and we can see if the invasion comes through that way, plus we get to jump yeah. out of a plane with a parachute. Yeah. And with my unobtrusiveness, I can probably keep us safe uh, until until we figure out what's going on. <laughs> I, th- I think that that happens, but... Yeah. Um, Okay, very good. So you're going to clock in uh, far behind the enemy lines. Is that right? Yeah, like it's still the same invasion. Like it's during the Normandy offensive, you know, whenever whenever the power troopers are going in to drop behind. And you're going to make yourselves look like allied troops? Is that what you're doing? Uh, That's what I want to do. But you want to actually jump out of the plane. You want to clock into the... To the aircraft carrier, whatever, not the aircraft carrier, but the plane that we're going to parachute out of. You want some adventure. Yeah. Yeah, I want you some adventure. Pay, you're crazy. Well, I say let's do it. I'm a risk taker. Let's jump out of a plane. Okay. Uh, okay, so the, the <laughs> night before D-Day, the 101st Airborne did a night <laughs> drop before the invasion, and so many of them were lost because they dropped at night. Uh, there were a lot of crashes and equipment uh, was destroyed and stuff like that. Uh, they were supposed to f- secure four causeway exits behind Utah Beach. So, yeah, this is what I'm saying. They, they dropped in behind. So, like, let's see if the allies reach. And if they don't, we know something's up. I don't know. It's fun. It's weird. I don't know. All yeah. right. Okay. We're jumping out of a plane, I think, Jared. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's first you adjust your impersonator meshes you pull out your autocron here uh, in a uh, dusty blackened alleyway in Berlin 1946 you activate your autocron and you shift through time give me travel tests to go back to I believe you said June 5th 1944 is that right the day the day before or do you want to yeah. land on D-Day the day before, because we're going to jump out of the plane like we're paratroopers uh, going behind enemy lines, I Yeah, think. I'm not sure the exact date, but they dropped in before D-Day in okay. a night drop behind That's enemy lines. i a stitch to not have to make this travel test. Very good. Did anybody can, I spend fit- a, can I spend a stitch retroactively? Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> no. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. No, oh. again. Why is it that same die? I have six of the same kind of die. Well, so it's a different one. It's not the unlucky one. The problem one. is the dice model, not yes. the particular <laughs> die. It's the model. You're probably um, right. All right. You um, Are you clocking into the middle of the air so you can actually parachute down? Yeah, and let's have allied weapons. And we, we clock in, like, all geared up. Okay. Um <laughs> Uh, you um, suddenly clock into the, uh, you know, I would say hundreds of feet above the causeway that would have been cleared by Allied troops. Uh, yeah, are you clocking? Uh, be clear with me. Are you just clocking into the air and perish shooting down on, on your own, or are you clocking into an Allied plane in order to parachute alongside Allied soldiers? What exactly is is your target landing spot? The plane. The plane, because we can we can listen we can listen to the soldiers and see if they have any new if information that we didn't know before. Anything else is funky or different beforehand. Yeah. 
you um, clock in and there is no plane. It's not there. It's supposed to be, according to your tether, but you are uh, free-falling through uh, the air and uh, there is heavy rain and lightning bashing uh, thunder shakes you as you fall. Um, You can um, try to uh, release your parachutes right now because you did think to bring parachutes with you. Let's say you, you know, actually, yeah. let's have a preparedness roll from Captain Pate. Uh, preparedness roll Don't for parachutes. That's a that sounds like a three spend. Uh, okay, parachutes. <laughs> uh, oh, and I rolled a five, of course. So I got okay, an eight. Nicely done. <laughs> Your parachutes deploy, but the wind is blowing so strongly that it's threatening to like. Uh, bash you against the rocks below. Um, you can see little lights, but barely because the cloud cover is so thick here and the rain is so, is falling so heavily uh, that um, you feel like you're losing control of your parachutes. Each of you needs to make an athletics roll in order to not be smashed by the uh, <laughs> by the gale force winds that are buffeting this area and we will find out when you su- if you succeed when we come back from this commercial break <laughs> commercial we're going to go on a little word from our sponsors and we'll come back and we'll see if any of our agents died in a horrible parachuting accident over in 1944 <laughs> France we'll be right back with time watch in the game garage on the glass cannon We're back. Uh, it's uh, France, 1944, and our three time agents have just tried to jump out of an airplane, but the airplane wasn't there. There was supposed to be a plane here. There were supposed to be allied paratroopers dropping into this area, but instead all you've found is a raging storm that threatens to scuttle your parachutes and uh, smash you into the earth below. You, you know, uh, parachuting, uh, it's an art form. Uh, it's not recommended that you do it in the middle of a hurricane. And so yeah. uh, I have asked for athletics roles from each of my time agents. And I would like to know how many points are you spending, Dakota Blaze? I'm spending three. I'm also hard to hit. I don't know if that helps in this scenario or not. It uh, does not. It only increases right. your hit threshold. What about you, Captain Pate? How many points are you spending? I'm going to spend two, two points on this. Okay. And then how about Imogene Dupree? What are you spending? I spent none. I spent absolutely none. Um, I don't know why. I was just uh, felt like we're going for it, but I got a six. (laughs) We got a six, a six. And uh, how'd you do, Captain Pate? A five for a total of a seven. We are so good at jumping out of non-existent planes. Yeah, Um, we are. You guys managed to... um, you guys managed to keep control of your parachutes, uh, but barely. Your landing is hard, and you are farther away from each other than you had initially uh, planned. Um, so you're kind of on your own for right now. Um, you are near the causeway that was supposed to be kind of opened by allied paratroopers, but there are none here. Uh, up ahead, uh, you can see a truck uh, with uh, ostensibly a German infantry inside of it. Um <sighs> But there is no one here but you three little chickens. Uh, uh, what would you like? Oh, and the rain is pouring down in buckets. What would you like to do? Can I change Can I change my impersonator mesh to look like German? Uh, Certainly, especially infantry. you can, because you have a disguise of aid in the booster. Don't I know you? Yeah, I super do. Um, I'm going to use that to my advantage right now, because I know 
that my team, we're on our own. My don't I know you is so my disguise is so high. I'm going to go see if I can uh, weasel out some information maybe from these infantrymen. Okay. Um, what about Captain Pate? What are you going to do? I think uh, using his flashback for preparedness, I'd like to have, and I don't see why we wouldn't have this normally, so I, I think that a flashback for preparedness would make sense uh, that we would have some sort of monitors that we all wear so that we can locate each other, you mm. know, like through a tether, like while yeah. we're there. So um, he is going to try to find the other two. Like that's his his main objective is to reconnect with the other two first. I'm going to send a message like get safe, get somewhere. Um, I'm going to try and 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 infiltrate just for a second and, and I'll meet back up with you. And Dakota, what about you? What are you going to do? Well, first, I want to use my tether to look up. This isn't what the weather is. This all is this weather a deviation from the timeline? Oh, he he kept talking about the weather. You're right. That's what I was going to ask them about. Like, ooh, what a storm! This can't be normal. I don't think it is. And maybe that's why the paratroopers didn't come down, and that's why the whole thing failed. So I'm just going to do a quick. I'm like (gasps) hunkering down. I'm doing a quick look up on my tether about the weather. That's what I'm doing. Yes. Um, on June 6, 1944, the weather was so bad that they thought they would have to cancel the D-Day invasion. At the last minute, the weather broke, and they were able to go forward with the mission. So, But it okay. looks like in this timeline, the weather did not break. So well, how the F did the cockroaches change the weather? Or, or maybe the parrot. I don't know, but maybe the paratroopers were like there da- for days. You know, I don't know. But all right, yeah. Let's not speculate Holt. too much before we get more clues. Oh, who goes there? Oh, um, and I'm saying this in a perfect German accent. Yes. Uh, um, unimpeachably perfect. Unimpeachable Go. perfect German. Um, oh, hello, um, it's me, uh, Private Franz. You, you remember me? <laughs> Private Franz. He's yelling, he's yelling over the rain. We don't actually remember you. Have you come with orders from command? Yes. <laughs> A long pause, and then, da. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I have, actually. Um, your orders are... To tell me everything that's going on in your life. How are you? It's been so long. <laughs> you don't What's remember me. Is I'm sick you don't remember being... me for basic training. No, I don't, and I'm sick of being stuck out here in the rain. Oh, when it's there's awful. absolutely I know. I no it. danger of any sort of action tonight. Look at this weather. I, I know. No, definitely. Those uh, uh, allied cowards, they, they don't know anything about real German-French weather. Uh, what, are, what are you guys looking for? What are you doing? Uh, what's, what's the deal? <laughs> Frenzy Storm. Who are you Do you hear that? Private France? Private France. You know me from basic training. 
Okay, your booster is doing a lot for you. Uh, you're, you the rules are really helping this role play. Um, the, uh, th- they'll talk to you, and they basically are out here to guard the causeway, but they really resent it because the weather is awful tonight, and they uh, don't think that there's any danger of anything happening. Definitely. Definitely. You're definitely right. There's absolutely no danger of anything happening either today or tomorrow. Um, and I heard that from command. That's, those were actually my orders, was to tell you absolutely no danger of anything happening today or tomorrow. Great. Does that mean that we can go back to base? Yeah. <laughs> and you're replacing which of us? All of you, actually. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, I did so well <laughs> on my exams that I actually have the strength and um, efficacy of, uh, of, of three German men. So. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of talk to each other and look at you suspiciously. Uh, I know, it's hard to believe. <laughs> they're they're rank and file soldiers. They're not going to lick a, lick a gift horse in the mouth and they uh, head back to camp. Um, in their truck, in their truck. Uh, leaving you to guard this area. Uh, they um, are probably going to report you because you are acting very strangely. Very weird. <laughs> yeah. um, now, we've learned something in this scene. Uh, what would we like to do next? Uh, I'm just going to meet up with my, with my allies, maybe. I'm not going to stay here. Um, because they reported me, so we're, or I know that I was acting weird, and they're probably gonna come investigate. Um, so I want to meet up with my with my pals. All right, hear me out, runner of the game. Oh, Jared Logan, arbiter of the rules. Uh, yes, I have the power. Speak. I feel like one could argue that my falsehood detection could determine whether or not the weather pattern is being manipulated or caused by like a mad scientist of sorts. Falsehood detection couldn't tell you that. Falsehood detection is an interpersonal investigative Oh, you're right. It does. It says it right there. Interpersonal. Which is why I started this with Hear Me Uh, Out. Okay. I wanted to try and convince you. Thank you, Paula. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. For teaching me how to play this game. (laughs) Now we finally get to Captain Pate's outdoor survival. Woo-hoo! He's seen a hell of a lot of storms. Uh, yeah, as Paula said, like, is there anything about this storm that seems artificial or manufactured or based off of a device or a, a science of some kind, as opposed to natu- the way you know the, a, a thunderstorm naturally occurs? I'd imagine Captain Pate has been caught in several storms. Of yeah, uh, yeah, outdoor. Uh, and I will spend a point uh, on that. Outdoor survival. Oh, you're spending a point. Outdoor survival tells you that this uh, is an unseasonable uh, storm. Mm-hmm. It, its strength is extremely unusual, and your point tells you that it's coming off of the channel. The source of the storm is it, it, it's 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 coming in off of the channel onto the coast of France. Um, okay, it's almost as if it's emanating from the channel itself. Huh. Uh, okay, so he'll share this with you guys, like looking at the feeling, you know, looking at the sky, feeling the wind patterns, the flashes of lightning. Do they even have hurricanes in France? No, I don't believe so. Something is coming off the channel in a way that is uh, extremely unusual. 
All right. Well, we got to figure out what's causing that, right? What if we... What if we... I know it's real hard jumping right now. We're all completely... uh, We're not stable. But what if we jump back to, like, right before the storm forms and maybe we can see where it's coming from on the channel or stop it or something because something something's causing this mm-hmm. to happen in a way that it shouldn't how and far I don't think we can get out there how, now in how the far of the are storm. we from the channel i mean you are you are walking distance from the We're beach like right there. Um, yeah Let, let's go let's just go there i want to go now i want to look at yeah, it now and see right, if we actually see physically we see anything yeah. can we get in a boat or something i mean captain pate's a, a seaman only if yeah, only if we're very lucky. There are many German checkpoints between here and the beach. Um, oh well, I have it. Mm, yes, Imogene. This time, not Private Franz. <sighs> no. Major Colonel Franz. You'll Major be your Colonel staff Franz. sergeants. You're moving through quickly. You are not to be disturbed. We, and he looks at Dakota, will not do any speaking. No. Okay. And we will work our way through these checkpoints quickly. Wait a minute, yeah, Captain. Saying that hey, we're urgently at needed at the channel. <laughs> when you said we couldn't do any speaking, like I'm the one who doesn't know how to talk to Dakota, people. you're already breaking the rule. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to spend three points. Three points of disguise. Okay. And I want. I I, I know what the difficulty is. So go ahead and roll that, and we'll just oh, deal God. deal with this. Over the course of the night, as you stop at each of these checkpoints, you must talk your way through. Would our military tactics help lend any credence to her? Um, uh, are you disguise? spending points from it? Yeah, I'll spend a point. I'll spend my point in military tactics. Plus to try one and to help. your roll, so plus four now. Okay, well I rolled a three, so that gives you, me a seven. A seven. Um, you uh, you uh, handily talk your way past the different checkpoints, and soon you are standing uh, on the edge of the English Channel uh, on Omaha Beach, where in just a few scant hours, there should be Allied troops marching up the beach, firing machine guns, but uh, you're pretty sure that this storm still has a lot of power in it. Uh, and it's really hard. Like your 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 jackets are being whipped around, or rather, your impersonator meshes. Uh, your faces are wet. It's hard to keep your eyes open because the rain is almost going sideways. You can't see anything out on the water that looks unusual. Um, but from this vantage point, it does definitely seem like the entire storm is coming off of the water here. Um. Okay. Seeing nothing here, perhaps Dakota's right. We jump back to the start of the storm. When does history say the storm began? Was it that, that, that day or a couple days before? Or? A couple days before the weather started turning bad. Probably June 4th. Okay. Perhaps Dakota's right. We go there, we see the source of the form. storm, and see if anything is fishy about it. We could perhaps um, commandeer a boat. fishy about it. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> notice. Uh, perhaps commandeer a boat, go into the channel ourselves. Against all recommendations, most boats will be uh, recommended to stay in port. We could take one out, and he's like completely confident in his ability to like handle the storm in a boat, right? So, um, yeah, let's let's. Should we? Does that sound reasonable, Jared? To jump to the British side of the channel uh, the day of the storm 
and wait until people's boats are like locked up because they know a storm's coming and then steal one and go out into the channel. Sure. So you want to land in sort of an allied camp on the British side of the channel? Yeah, I think so. Or even just a civilian dock. Like, yeah. Um, just well, on the uh, channel. I can tell you that. Uh, well, first of all, let's travel and then I'll tell you kind of where you end up exactly. Okay. okay. Um, so Spending give me travel tests. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh. Spend stitches if you can. Captain Pate still doesn't have to. Uh, That's spend right. A, spend anything. He doesn't have to take I've a got travel one test. left. One freebie left. I failed uh, mine. What okay, your- lose two more chronal stability, Dakota Blaze. Oh, no. I'm feeling real rough. I'm, Where are I'm you? I'm four. Four. At four. I'm like, wait, what are we doing here again? As soon as we land. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you've landed um, outside of uh, a beach uh, on uh, the southern uh, eastern coast of England. Um and uh, there is uh, some dark clouds in the sky already here on June 4th. And you're near a sign that says, you know, it's very official. Uh, and it's uh, definitely put there by the Royal uh, Army. And it says, uh, this beach closed. Mm. Go, you know, stand, st- stay away. Um, and uh, so this part of beach, the beach has been cut off from civilian traffic. All right, Captain Pate, time to go shopping. Which is your favorite little tugboat? Skiff. Uh, do we see boats like in like docked that are not? Yeah, military? you go down and there's a there's a dock and uh, there's all kinds of boats um, that are currently not being used uh, because uh, a camp is here. There is a uh, a British army and American army camp here. Uh, and so all the little civilian craft are kind of locked up to the side of the dock, uh, and there are larger craft being moved uh, into the water, uh, and there are tents, and uh, there's a whole uh, encampment here. Oh, jeez. And, and you are, well, you can probably impersonate soldiers, but right now uh, you're not supposed to be here. We're right on the water, right? Can I, so it's before the storm has started, but clouds are gathering. Can I use my notice to look out across the water and see if if it there appears from our vantage point to be anything that looks out of the ordinary, like a mad scientist in a boat with his weather machine or something? You know what I mean? <laughs> or a giant cockroach in yeah, a boat. Yeah, a giant cockroach with a weather in a machine. Boat. With his, with his huge science machine. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah. you don't see anything like that. Okay. Um, you do. Uh, your notice does show you that there is a boat that is not chained to the dock that would be easy enough to steal. I'm like, alright, I don't know where we should take it. But there is a boat that we could take right over there, as long as they don't notice us. Yes, let's get aboard and then wait for nightfall. It'll be much harder to see us leave if we wait till the sun goes down. Yeah. Uh, so can we, we're going to sneak onto the boat and then lay low until yeah. uh, the clouds sufficiently create uh, enough darkness that we can slip off the dock without being seen. Very good. Then um, I think that in order to do this, uh, I need a, a general ability roll uh, because there are allied soldiers everywhere. They know that this area is off limits uh, and they are uh, supposed to look for anything strange or suspicious, especially in the nights preceding a very important mission that they're all on. Uh, right. So um, let me spend some unobtrusiveness. On okay, this. great. Um, I know what the difficulty is. Why don't you roll your unobtrusiveness to go and uh, buckle down inside the boat? I am spending 
three points on Very this. Good. No, I'm going to spend two. No, I'm spending three. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Because I rolled a two, so that's oh. a five. Ooh. A five is not enough. Oh, oh no. And so... Uh, yeah, as, this is a militarized zone. Like, yeah. This is- as you all are uh, kind of getting down inside the boat, uh, which is like, it's one of those like very small sailboats where you would kind of like, you push the mast up and unfurl the sail, you know? It's probably big enough to hold just about three people. As you are getting down inside of it, um, halt! Step out of the boat, please. Um... Uh, what, is the, what is the meaning of this? Some young men with their uh, guns uh, aimed right at you uh, in uh, the fatigues of American soldiers. Uh oh, boy! I'm gonna put on some charm right now. Uh, I'll I'll spend a point, a charm, and say, "What? It's the fellas from home. I'm from over there too. How are you liking it over here now?" I bet it gets pretty lonely, huh? Doesn't it? Oh no! <laughs> oh, it's gross. <laughs> Does it work? Does it work? Does I mean, work? just like, does it though? Like, I mean that in a genuine kind of way. Like, does it get pretty lonely out here? Uh, well, I charm bet, is yeah. supposed to be an investigative ability, so it's supposed to give you a clue. So, so it will I'll- give you a clue. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's a useful clue, but. <laughs> Um, basically, uh, they, uh, are like, you know, it's hard enough not knowing whether we're staying or going without dealing with you civilians. What are you doing here? You know, uh, what's an American girl doing here? This is really suspicious. I'm going to spend a point of reassurance. Um, and I'm going to say, listen, just because we're civilians doesn't mean that we don't want to help. There's been plenty of instances in history where a civilian fleet has helped a military expedition. We just want to help. We can um, help. You're coming back to base with us. Oh, no. You spent you spent a point of it? I spent a point of reassurance. They like you, but those are investigative abilities. They don't yeah. do stuff to people. Well, well yeah. what I wanted to know was, like, how could we help? Like, is there anything out there? We can go risk our lives out there. If, he has if, to He has to take you to his commanding officer. This is highly <laughs> suspicious. Well, we're trying so hard to, like, change suspicious. people's mind. Or how like, many are there? That's not how the game works. There are two. <laughs> there are two. Uh, okay. Uh, we can I, just stun him. I pull yeah. out a stun Let's fight. gun Captain, and I go, Captain Tate right, goes in me. for the fight. And I'll Captain, shoot you were the one, one that two, started yeah. suggesting it first, so you can yeah. be first in the initiative yeah. order. Okay. Uh, he's going to say, fine then. Take us to your superior officer and we'll explain how civilians in England can actually turn the tide of this war for you American scop. And then, assuming that like they let their guard down for a second, he'll walk up near one. And then just jack him in the neck with a stunner. With his pacifist disruptor. With his pacifist disruptor. He can use it using his scuffling skill if that's how he's using yes, it. Yes, he will use his scuffling skill. Uh, I will spend three. And let's see. Scuffling skill. Three. I rolled a six. That's a nine yeah. on this dude. Come okay, on. Okay, let's see if he can uh, resist the stun. Come on. Is the stun resistance the same no matter what you roll on the attack roll? 
Um, yes, it's a five. He has to roll a five or above okay. to resist a pacifist disruptor, which he did not do. So, boom, uh, he immediately goes down. One goes down. Who goes after you, Captain Pate? Um, Dakota. Dakota, your turn. So as this happens, I, I see this happening, and I've got a, a bit of distance, maybe. I'd rather shoot than scuffle if, I, if we say I'm far enough away. Yeah. Uh, so I'll pull mine out and shoot it at the other one. Uh, <laughs> Great. Roll. How many points are you spending? I'll spend two on it. Okay. That's a five for a total of seven. That's a hit. And let's and see if he can I'll resist little- the stun pulse. Trick while I do it. I'm like, you know, <laughs> between he also legs. fails. Yes, <laughs> yes. He okay, goes down. Captain okay. Pate's like, get them on the boat immediately, and he's going to grab what if we just one him? and, and haul. It won't even remember. Oh, right, 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 right. Just right. I forget <laughs> about this. Forget about the setting <laughs> that we're playing in. Uh, all right, yeah, sure. Tag him and bag him. All right, All right, you slap them tags on them. I'll clean up your messages. Today. I just had like I had ideas of wonderful role play in mind where these unconscious soldiers are on our boat in the middle of this channel and then wake up and they're I like, mean, "What is going on?" That? Like, well, you can still pull them onto the boat. They're just on the boat with mem tags right now. All right, yeah. Uh, we'll you know, I thought with the mem tags we just vanished them. Whatever, it's fine. I'm just messing around. Well, they okay. vanish and then they come back. But I do want to brag, drag them onto the boat because I don't right. want any soldiers finding them. <gasps> yeah. All right. Although, okay, yeah, are they, yeah. Let's is it just, better for them to find them unconscious, or is it better for them to completely go missing? It's better for them to go missing, because it's going to take hours before anybody, like, really picks up on it or right. identifies what they're doing. They might just right, think they're off the getting boat. drunk or something. So right. let's bring them on the boat. We can still yeah. mem tag them. Uh, and that way, when they zip out and zip right back, they'll zip right back to a place where we're, our mission here is done. Yeah. Our clue gathering is done. All right. Hopefully. We do drag them on the boat. We'll tie okay, them up. great. Just in Are case. you taking the boat out into the channel now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Night falls uh, as you want. You wanted to wait for night, but maybe you're moving a little faster now. Um, and uh, you're taking them out into the channel on June fourth, and uh, the storm is just kind of getting rolling. It's just kind of starting to build steam, and the water. There's little white caps on the water, and uh, the boat is really being shaken around. And it, it's quite hard to navigate with this boat unless someone rolls vehicles. It's not me. Okay. Uh, I, this, I have two, Captain Pate. Yeah, this is uh, Captain Pate's territory, so he's going to take over the craft here. And uh, I will spend three in vehicles uh, to keep this ship right. Uh, I rolled a three, so it's a six. Okay, that's that's enough. That's good. Okay. okay. So um, you, uh, you managed to keep the, the boat upright uh, and moving out into the middle of the channel. Uh, and what is your? Where are you going? Are you going toward Omaha Beach? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just start heading in that direction. And he's just like, you know, getting to the highest point of the boat that he can, the highest deck or perch or whatever, even if it means climbing the rigging, right? So if it's a sailboat of some kind, like he'll climb the rigging to get higher. He's just trying to get the highest vantage point to just keep scoping the horizon. Um, uh, how about binoculars? Are there like a pair? Is there a pair of binoculars on the boat? Usually, um, a decent boat would have a pair of binoculars in a box in the cabin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, uh, uh, as dawn breaks, because it takes hours, the channel is large, and you're just in a sailboat. Um, 
as you are crossing, uh, hours pass, and uh, finally your uh, binoculars pick something up. They pick up an island in the middle of the channel, uh, and on that island... Uh, there's some sort of man-made structure, and you know, based on how long you've been traveling, that it, it's very close to Omaha Beach. Um, and uh, I can tell you that as you're watching, this is what really piques your interest, Captain Pate. Lightning hits the island. Ooh. What? My gosh. Okay. Uh, he sees this thunderclap. Sure, sees this lightning, and then hears the thunderclap. Bam! And it hits the island. Looks away for a second from the binoculars. Is there an island in the channel there? Absolutely use- there is. According okay. to your tether, there okay. are two little islands uh, called right. the uh, Ile Saint-Marcouf. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's a structure on that island. I don't ever remember it being there or hearing of it being built there. And lightning just struck it. Someone's yes. built something on that island. Dakota, might be our mad Dakota take a look. Uh, yeah. He'll give Dakota the binoculars, and with her science, maybe she can uh, see as we're approaching. But we're still just going toward it. We're still just, like, moving toward it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not sure uh, what exactly is uh, causing the storm, but I can tell you that the structure you're looking at, although Captain Pate may not have been aware of it, although... Uh, it's surprising because he may he may he may just forget that there was a fortress uh, built by Napoleon on this island, uh, oh, along, okay, okay. along with a lighthouse, uh, and that is the structure that you're looking at. You're looking at an old fort, uh, and as you're watching Dakota, lightning mm-hmm. hits it again. It keeps getting struck by lightning. Uh, I think. Oh we yeah, we gotta go to that fort. We, we got to go to that fort. We got to get in there. We got to see what's causing all this lightning to strike it. Mm-hmm. Um. Huh. Okay. Uh, let's get in there. Yeah. Also, and- lightning rarely strikes any one place twice. I don't actually know if that's true, but that's what they say. So this is definitely unnatural. Yes, yeah, something unnatural is uh, happening. Your binoculars show that there is an old, uh, an old quay. That looks like mm-hmm. it's mostly kind of fallen down. Like it would have been docks, but this place is old and it's 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 in ruins now. So the dock is kind of mostly submerged and has sunk down into the water. That's a natural place to pull your boat up to, or you could kind of go around the island to where you'd have to do a little bit of climbing to get up to the fort. I think we should just go to the to the old dock, right? Save yeah. ourselves some trouble, unless y'all think we need to be sneakier. No, I mean, go to the dock. They're not expecting us. Yeah. They're not expecting a random sailboat. That's right. for sure. They're not expecting three Time Watch agents come here and fuck up their plans. Certainly not in Dakota Watcher language. I'm sorry, Captain. I, I... <laughs> um, okay, you know, I, you so... know I run a clean ship. <laughs> I so just want to ask... point out that if they are the time-traveling cockroaches, then they probably are expecting three Time Watch agents. But that's totally fine. We're going to kick ass anyway. But, but are they expecting beam weapons? <laughs> he pulls out his, uh, <laughs> what was it, Zen Plasma? The Zen Plasma <laughs> Rifle. The Zen Plasma Rifle. Definitely um, not. So um, uh, are you pulling up to the quay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yes. as you do that, you can now get a good look at this fort. Um, it is a circular fort. It's about um, 50 yards in diameter. Um, and it, you can see now that it has 
two levels of windows that were um, uh, set up for for uh, like artillery. Oh. Mm-hmm. Or, well, cannon, really. Um, uh, and then you'd have to go up to the you know the big doors of the fort to get inside it to see what the chambers are below. But what you're looking at is just a big row, two big rows of where people would pull up cannon. Of course, there are no cannon here now, although. Um, you do think you might have just seen something moving in those windows, Dakota. Oh, y'all. Something's moving in there. I don't know if they spotted us, but... The rain starts to come down really heavy. Uh, and uh, the sail uh, of your boat, like, you know, j- jostles all of you to where you almost fall out into the water. Um, <sighs> it's going to be difficult to maneuver here because the storm is now picking up Strength. They might have spotted us. Should we just do we do we do this the normal way, or do we manipulate time and come back before this storm's so awful? Hmm. I don't want to do another chronal stability check, but I if mean, we I can't don't either, but if we can't land, then it's all for nothing. That's true, can Captain. You, what do you think, Captain? Can sailor? you use your outdoor survival to be able to tell if we'll be able to land in one piece? Yeah, yes, I can. Uh, he'll he'll look and do, uh, do outdoor survival to see if landing is uh, possible in this situation, or if it's just too dangerous to risk. Outdoor survival tells you that you will be able to land, but all physical activities on the island. Uh, meaning athletics, for example, scuffling, if you're exposed to the elements, are going to be a little harder. Hmm. Um. But what about unobtrusiveness? Would we get a boost to unobtrusiveness because it's hard to see? Yes. Um. Well, I'll leave it to you. Or am I the deciding vote here? Well, Captain, Dakota you've always been says our we go back and get to the island before these whoever this is ever arrives. Excellent idea. And you, Imogene, you want to use the storm as a way to sneak up and take them out when they least expect it. Hey, Am man, I right? I'm a spy. That's what I do. I sneak up and listen, and that's kind of what how I want to handle this. But Captain, I'll follow you anywhere. Yeah, I mean, whatever. If you think we can get there and get up there safely without the storm getting in the way too much, then let's just go in there, bust up whatever they're using to manipulate the weather, and be done with it. All right. I agree. It's too risky to take another jump. More risky than landing this boat. I know I can do it. So he's going to land the ship. I'll just look at the captain, and I'll salute. Um, You've already done your outdoor survival role to keep the boat... Uh, kind of upright, and I think that uh, landing, I don't, I'm not going to do double jeopardy. You were able to land the boat, uh, no problem, uh, but climbing out uh, of the boat is uh, quite a, a chore in this uh, in this roaring storm. Um, and so, let me know how you're going to approach the fort, uh, if that um, is indeed your uh, target. Okay. Uh, Imogene, I'll do this to you. What's the best point of entry? We're looking at this structure. It's raining down in our faces. We look like civilians. Yeah, so we're just British uh, civilians that have landed on this island. Well, if those windows are big enough for a cannon, they're big enough for a body. So where did you see something, uh, uh, 
Dakota because I don't want to pick that window, but I want to sneak up to a window and try and hop in, essentially. You want to try to go into one of the firing ports. Yeah, because there aren't uh, any cannons anymore. They are, there are no cannon. They are a bit up, you know, they're not on ground level. Okay. So you would have to climb up into them. Uh, and that is uh, an approach that would be, you know, directly where people are supposed to look out of when they are manning um, this fort. Okay. Well, I do have architecture, uh, which I feel like should it wouldn't, I'd be able to use that academic knowledge to inform uh, if there's a good spot I would know of to like try and reach. Let me, let me answer Dakota's question and then we'll come to you, Captain Pate. Your architecture knowledge uh, points out several other buildings that didn't seem immediately important to you Mm -hmm. because they weren't part of the fort proper. But you now see that there is also um, a a station that looks like it was, uh, it has an old flagpole attached. um, Mm -hmm. And you know, from your architecture knowledge that this is a semaphore station, a place where people would give signals. It's kind of on a high uh, up place here on the island. A bluff. A bluff, exactly. And then there's also um, another shed or separate building uh, that looks like it was used to store things. Both of these locations would be useful to... Well, the 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 Semaphore station is a good place to look down and get a good look at the fort. Mm-hmm. And the other place, the storage building, is a good place to hide behind. Mm. Well, we could go up to this uh, Semaphore station and uh, and get a good look at everything and, and look down and see, like, maybe we can see into the fort yeah. to see where they actually have their stuff set up and where we might be able to sneak in. Or I could go and then I could radio down, message down to y'all if you want. No, we stay together. Uh, Captain is going to have, like, the case, because it would have, like, a leather strap. It would be a nice leather case, most likely, that the binoculars are kept in on the ship. So he'll put them in that, right, and then just, like, wear them. In the, to keep them out of the rain, but we'll take the binoculars with us to go up to this uh, viewing uh, tower, basically. This semaphore uh, station. Semaphore station, yep. And um, he'll let Dakota lead the way, but he wants to go as well. Okay. As we um, go, should I activate these mim tags? We just want to leave these American troops Sure, in the boat. yeah. Anyone, y'all want to keep them still for any reason? Yes, yes, uh, send them back. And we'll just have them appear, like, right where they were a minute ago, patrolling the docks right there. Because now we're not there. No one's there. Back they in wouldn't. jolly old England, right? Back in Great. jolly old England. Send them. Okay. I just don't want them to drown. Both of the soldiers disappear from your boat as you start moving up the bluff toward the Semaphore station. And let's just see if you are spotted. Who uh, is can leading? I can I can Who's I spend not? some unobtrusiveness again? Yes, yes, you may. Okay. You may roll it. Okay. Um. And we, do we get how how many point how many points? Actually, hold on a second. Can I allow me? May I? Because I think you need to save your unobtrusiveness for when you're solo, unobtrusive. Like if you're going to go in and do something yourself. There's only one problem. Uh, she yeah. has the nothing to see here booster, which allows zero all. unobtrusiveness. Dakota to piggyback. Got it. I was going to just, like, spend mine because I'd be like, uh, I could use it on the team actions. But, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. All right, great. Yeah, sorry. I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm I'm such a shining star. You're always just, like, hooting and hollering everywhere you go. Like, (laughs) 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 Just firing your six-shooter into the air everywhere. (laughs) Giddy up. (laughs) Like, uh, Yosemite Sam. Yo, Smart Sam. I'm here. Bang, bang. I'm right over here. Bang. 
Hey. Okay. Um, Look at yeah. me. Okay. Let me uh, have that roll. I'm going to spend two because I know I get a boost from this uh, from this storm. Ooh, okay. Five. So that's seven. Okay. Seven. Okay. Um, and uh, I'll go ahead and tell you the storm gives you plus one as well. So it's okay. eight. So um, you are, are you you are pretty sure you're completely hidden as you climb up the bluff to the SEMA four station, and you could see yeah that this was a place where they would kind of signal offshore with flags to uh, communicate with ships at sea. But of course, there are no flags. They would have rotted away long ago. There's just sort of the apparatus of the station. Uh, And from this vantage point, you can see down into the fort. Mm -hmm. And now, as you watch, there is a sort of a, you know, an inner uh, inner circle in the fort. It's circular, but you can see kind of like the the courtyard of the fort. And as you uh, watch, there is something sitting out in that courtyard. It looks like a big boulder or like rock. And as you watch, lightning hits it again, and everything is lit up like bright, uh, sunshiny day for a half second, uh, and then it's over. Um, would you like to continue to stake out this location, or would you like to move again? Or do something else? That's the thing we need to get, but the problem is, we don't know how many people are there protecting it. Yeah, I'd can like- we use this station one more time just to get a sense I- of where people are or how many there are? Yeah, I'd you like want to keep watching. Point, I'm going to spend a point of spying um, to. I want to notice how many people there are, how armed they are, if they seem like they're acting normally, or if they're acting like bugs in skin suits. I want to spend that point of spying to try and like suss out everything. <laughs> <laughs> Walking um, around on patrol, all janky. Well, your point of spying gains you. First of all, you realize that there are. At least five other things in Boulders. that fort. Okay. Uh, well, that okay. I, I kind of gave it away a little sooner than I wanted to. That's not a boulder. That's that's an Aziru. Boulder thing. Oh, that's and an Aziru. Really big. <gasps> it's a mama. It's a the huge mama. It? And there, and as it's you a watch, lightning bug. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, the <laughs> lightning is hitting. The creature, and as uh, as you watch uh, inside the fort, occasionally you see something. The reason it was uh, the, the spying was necessary is they're climbing up the side of it. Uh. There are at least five Iziru in that fort guarding the mama bug. Oh my All god, right. this is crazy shit! What? And the rain continues to smash down on you, but they don't appear to be aware of your presence yet. Well, we do know that our Zen Plasma rifles have extended range. They do. They can shoot from a distance. Maybe it's time to do a little sniper sharpshooting. Let her rip. Like, I feel like we have the advantageous position here. We have, we have the higher ground. We could yeah. just fire down on the mama. If they come at us, we'll have multiple rounds of firing at them before they get up here. All right. I don't I know mean, if they fly, I'll though. They up. might, like, do their weird... Ugh. As a spy, I mean, I'm dying to get in there and, like, listen and figure more stuff out, but that just does not feel safe, knowing that we're so massively outnumbered and they're so tough, and there's a giant one that likes lightning. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, so boy. I say we, I say we plasma that bitch out of existence. <laughs> All right. I will. With my shooting ability, does it look like we have the range from here to there with what I would know about the Zen Plasma Rifle to be able to snipe from here? Yes. Okay. All right. Let me let me do my thing. And I'll set myself up, like, in the window with a little, like, you know, the stand and a little bird's nest, uh, you know, thing and... Is uh, anybody else going to fire or is it just going to be Dakota? Yeah, I'm going to shoot too. I right. have a zero in shooting. You can still roll it, right? Oh, you can't even roll it. I can't it. even roll, can I? Because I assume I fail every time. Right, Okay, Jerry? that's wow. correct. Yeah, if you have a zero in a general ability, you are assumed to be so bad at it, you shouldn't try anything even remotely challenging. Is there uh, any support role that I can offer... Uh, maybe I take the binoculars um, from... You're a spotter. <laughs> uh, yeah, from Captain Pate, and I use my my notice or my spying to, like, be a spotter and to, like, try and... And yeah, watch, watch our back. Their, like, watch see their if movements anything's... and watch our back. Uh, I'm going to just smart. play a support yeah. role. That Caller, sounds smart. if anyone comes up, let us know if they start coming up after us. You betcha. Good right. shooting. And wait, wait, wait. Before we fire... Let's have a plan to jump. If it turns bad too fast, we go back. And we try to get here before they arrive. Yeah. Okay. Great. And we'll set a, a time now, right? That yeah. we'll jump to if it gets too hairy. But years yeah. ago, two weeks ago. What yeah, I'm you, thinking uh, like like like, t- like two weeks ago. I'm thinking yeah. like get to this okay. island two weeks ago, and if they're not here yet, we could foul we them up when they come here. May yeah. of 1944. Okay. Here we go. Um, I think that since we uh, established Dakota was firing, uh, let's start with her in the initiative order. And who will go next, Dakota? Captain Pate's going to go next. Great. And you may go ahead and make your shooting roll, which uh, is slightly more difficult because you see that the rain is really kind of like, ah, it's really hard to kind of see through. Uh, and it's, yeah. it's, it's quite dark out. Um, so you don't have perfect visibility. I'm going to spend two on this. Mm-hmm. No. That's a three. Oh, ah. no. So you I rolled, rolled a, a one. You rolled a one. Okay. Can I double tap, though, and and try again, even though I know it'll be harder? Well, yeah. Let me tell you, your plasma blast, like... This thing, like you, like I said, it screams loudly. That's what I right. said in the description. So, yeah. and this uh, bolt of green light shoots down into the courtyard, but it just um, uh, tears kind of uh, uh, out some of the soil and some of the dirt and the and the stones in the courtyard. It doesn't hit the creature itself. And yes, you may now double tap, Miss. Dakota. Tap right, it again. Shoot. Do it again. But you just said hello. <laughs> Uh, I'm spending three more points. <gasps> I need this to hit. Of course I roll a six. That said nine total. Okay, that's a hit that time. And you may go ahead and roll your damage plus two. Ooh, nice. Roll high. So I rolled a two, so that's four. Four. Okay. Four damage altogether. Yeah. Um, yeah! 
your uh, plasma uh, ray is like trying to penetrate the thing's shell. And when you get done, when you have to like, um, you know, you you have to let off the trigger at some point so you that the thing doesn't like, overheat. Overheats. Yeah. Yeah. When you do that, you're looking down and you can't quite tell if you've done anything to it. It doesn't appear to have moved. Uh, there might be like a little bit of a black mark on that outer shell. Okay. Oh, a mist. It's too the rain and. I don't know if it's doing anything. Captain Pate, do something. Captain Pate, it's your turn. Oh, I don't like this. What if it's, like, impenetrable? Uh, Captain Pate, first, who will go next? Imogene or the bugs? The bugs will go next. And I will fire, and I'm not spending any points because I don't trust this thing. So let's see. I'm going to... I don't have a lot to spend. I have very low shooting. So I'm going to just roll, and hopefully I can roll high... And I rolled a six. There you go. That's a hit. Okay. Come on. Let's roll high again on that. DiMaggio, uh, I also rolled a two, so four points of damage. Okay. Four points altogether of damage. Yeah. Okay. Your blast uh, screams through the uh, rainy uh, dawn. Uh, and it, again, it seems to kind of like make uh, the outer shell have like a little bit of a black mark on it, but the thing does not move and lightning hits it again. And now it's the bug's turn. You see as two uh, of the enormous Iziru roaches uh, climb out of the fort, scamper down to where uh, the, you know, the lightning bug is kind of sitting. Uh, then they look up to the Semaphore station and they know exactly where those blasts came from. I mean, there was clearly a, a ray of light between you and they start scuttling in your direction. They won't reach it this round, but uh, they're a little bit up the bluff. By the time their turn is over, they have a special ability called Lightning Speed. Oh that my means God. that they are oh, moving no. very, very quickly. And now... Uh, it is, it, you know, and the large bug in the middle of the courtyard doesn't move, uh, and thunder echoes through the night again. And now it is Imogene Dupree's turn. Imogene. Okay. Um. So, what I want to do? Okay. Um. I can't because I can't shoot. So I'm trying to. Um. I'm thinking maybe of using an investigative ability to try and figure out something from how that lightning bug reacted, right? So I'm thinking, or or what I could try and do is try and tinker with our guns to see if I can make them more effective. Um. I think I just have to mm, parts. Both very interesting. If this thing is impenetrable. I think yeah. I have a different jump back idea. Okay. Um, but let's see. I don't know, let's see what your investigative ability does. And maybe on my turn, I can I can say something. Because it, I don't think that we're going to shoot down enough of these things before they're on us. I think so, too. I no. think we're going to have to do a plan B. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe notice or, um, or ha- hacking for something. No, that's not going to do it. Do you have science? Uh, I don't have science. Science! I don't. What are you trying to figure out? I'm trying to figure out, so if it's a lightning bug, it likes electricity. I'm trying to think, does it have any weaknesses that we can figure out and suss out? So maybe if we jump, we have some clues what to do, even if we can't do it this time. Okay, what's what's the investigative ability that you are using? Uh, I'm going to use notice. Notice, yes. Okay, so... 
um, you notice that uh, now that you were the one that realized that it was a bug, not a rock, and you notice that um, you guys are kind of aiming toward its like shell right now, which it's mostly covered by shell. But uh-huh. by looking very carefully, you think if you could pinpoint the very top, the very tippy top of the thing, there's a little bit of exposed head or something mm. right there. It can't fully get down into its shell. So you think if you could hit that spot, you might uh, get past its armor. All right, guys. I noticed a sweet spot right in his brain. If you can hit that, if we can kill Mama Lightning Bug... Maybe that will solve all of our problems, fix the timeline, and these bugs won't even get to us. <sighs> uh, Dakota is a, I mean, I'm sorry, Imogene is able to point that out to Dakota and Captain Pate. Um, it just makes the shot a little more difficult. <sighs> um, and uh, Imogene, who goes next? I mean, that would be Dakota. This is your chance, Dakota. Save us. Save us all. Can I use preparedness? Oh, no, I've pulled to not pull my headphones out of my ear. To pull out of my cyborg arm an attachment, like an extra scope, like an extra accurate, like, stabilizer, stability thing to give me a little buff on this shot because I basically am out of shooting points, so I can't buff my shooting anymore. Like, maybe my... Preparedness. I can spend a point. Roll, roll your preparedness. I'll How many points are you spending? Three. And you want a scope that will buff the shot. Yes. Okay. I spent three. I rolled a one, so that's four. I don't know. So if that's, that's a good four. Um, I think it is good enough. I think that you are able to um, uh, get out of here, die. Yeah, uh, you're able to pull uh, out. Uh, it, it's a very basic scope. It's the kind yeah. that would go onto a rifle or something like that. Uh, I don't think it comes out of your cyborg arm. I think it's yeah, just, just something a as a sharpshooter that you keep on you. Uh, yeah. And you're able to mount it onto your beam weapon. All right. Then I'll shoot at it if I still have an action left to do so. Okay. Um, or do you think that's my whole thing is putting that on? I think putting that all and putting it together, we're in we're in combat time. I think yeah. that's all you got to do. Um, who goes after you? The Captain Pate could Captain at least Pate. do some damage. I'll say Captain Pate. Yeah, maybe we Captain can do Pate. something before the bugs get to us. Captain <gasps> Pate. I'm sorry, everyone. Okay. Um, Metagaming wise, I know we're like coming to the end of this thing, so I'm not trying to like overcomplicate things. But I think in this situation, not metagaming wise, we need to have another uh, plan for this thing. So, um, all right, let's just do the two week jump. That's fine. Um, I'll tell you some other time what my other plan was. It was manipulating the timeline in a really fun (laughs) way. But uh, I'm going to try to shoot at this head. I don't have good shooting. It all relies on this shot to me. So I'm going to spend. How many points are you spending? Three, which is all my shooting. So uh, all in one you, shot. What, what Imogene pointed out to you is, I mean, it is a trick shot. It is like a, it's like hitting a tin can off of a fence that's like a football field away. It's very, very difficult. Okay. Code is cracking under the pressure. This then, is her shot and she can't do it. Then could I do athletics 
to, and I'll, I'll say, you know, um, keep firing at them. Take their attention. Can I use athletics to jump out of the tower? Yeah, and you could. Try to get closer on foot, basically, in Start another round. Ge- yeah, and get like I'll point blank it. on this head. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, I don't know if you can get point blank on the head, but you could get up onto the side of the fort where you're a lot I, closer. I just mean like in a future round. Like, is that, is it something that could be reachable at some point? You can get closer, yes. Okay. Um, you can, um, basically, you would have to go down the bluff. Uh, if you go all the way down the bluff, though, you come to the walls of the fort, right? You no longer have that vantage point. So okay. jumping out right now means you would have to somehow get inside of the fort. The fort is ruined, so it is not like uniformly giant high impenetrable walls, but other roles and things would be necessary. Does that make sense? Yeah. By jumping down right now, you don't just jump into the courtyard point blank to it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I will jump down with a hope that I can get a better shot in a future Give me round. an athletics roll. All right, I'm going to spend three, and that's my full athletics pool. Uh and here we go. Five. So I got an eight. That's still not enough. The oh. pouring, the pouring rain has added uh, difficulty to uh, oh. physical activities. And so, as you are rushing down this uh, this hill, the you slip in the mud. I mean, like the, yes. the hill comes apart beneath you, and you start sliding down, rolling head over feet, and you're just covered in mud and like plants. Uh, and you're falling and falling, and who goes after you? Um, the bugs. The bugs go. Okay, um, so let me Can't just reiterate so I don't mess this up. Imogene uh, went, and then she... Uh, and then it was a new said, round. And then it was yeah. a new round with Dakota, the then yeah. Captain Dakota Kate, Captain. and now the, now the bugs. Okay. The so bugs, I have to go um, next. The bugs get a little closer this round. They get a little closer to the semaphore station. They're not there yet, but you know where they are? They're right near where Captain Pate is, uh, laying on the ground. And one of them is going to rush forward and attack him. Oh, man, that was fast. That turned real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this uh, creature uh, rolls a five versus your hit threshold, which I believe that... Yeah, that's um, a hit. Yeah, that's a hit. And then it uses its hideous, hideous uh, pincers, uh, hideous clacking pincers to hurt you to the tune of five health damage. (laughs) (laughs) It's not looking good for Captain Pate or the entire team. Will our Time Watch miniseries end with a failed, a full failure mission? That would be sad. But it could happen. All right. Captain, uh, that was the bugs. That was all of the bugs. Because only one got to him. And the bugs declare they have to declare Imogene to be the next person to go. Okay. Um, I am going to spend my term readying my uh, autocron. Uh, And uh, maybe I want to also like ready uh, Dakotas so that she could like grab hers and jump as soon as she makes this shot if it doesn't if it doesn't kill this thing um, yeah. but I'm gonna ready my autocron and I'm actually gonna I'm gonna run down to Captain Pate so that as soon as Dakota makes this shot and we see what happens uh, we can just jump okay that's uh, that's no problem that's a good turn and you have done that 
And now the next turn is the beginning of a new round. Who would you like to go next? That's gonna be that's gonna be Dakota. All right, your autocrons rev up. They have the exact date you all agreed on uh, flashing in the uh, visual display. Uh, you lay Dakota's down by hers, and you run through the rain down toward where Captain Pate lays covered in mud with an enormous Iziru uh, cockroach, uh, and it's holding him down against the side of the hill with its pincers. It's got its pincer through like his shoulder, like holding him down, and it's twisting its pincer. And now it is Dakota's turn. Dakota, what do you do? Well, flashing through my mind the whole time I've been taking these shots is the horrible slow-motion image of blowing out the brains of William Shakespeare. Um, that, unfortunately, was not erased from my brain during our memory scrub. And it is, I'm shaken, and I'm upset about it. But this isn't a person. This is a bug, and this bug needs to be squashed. And I've got my scope on, and I have one point of shooting left, and I will spend it, but it's only one. And I'm going to roll, and I'm really nervous, and I don't know what die to use, and I feel a lot of pressure, and I fail the team. Oh That's okay. We're just gonna jump. We're just gonna just jump. Know. If you if you if you miss this, we're just gonna jump. Uh, I don't know if my scope gives me. Maybe it just lowers the difficulty. It lowers the difficulty. Uh, I, it's a total of four. Oh, a total of four is not high enough. Oh, you tried, Paula, you tried. That Imogene pointed out to you. And so That's once okay. again, your beam sort of, um, you know, scratches that outer chitinous shell and does not hit the weak point that Imogene pointed out. Um, and uh, Dakota, would you like to double tap? Yes. You can do that as many times as you want. You get Your character gets a second shot every round. Yeah, I will double tap. the difficulty tap. goes up for the second shot. I have nothing to spend on it, so... But we have nothing to lose. what it is. We have yeah. nothing to spend, but nothing to lose. Let's see what happens if you roll a six. Let's six. see. A six. I rolled a six. Yeah, uh, so... A, so, uh, that's really good. <laughs> Except... Yeah, that's okay. The difficulty is up because of the rain and everything. <gasps> oh, wait! Oh, it's too late. I had a stitch. I could have given myself two points. And then the difficulty goes up because you're trying to hit that specific... Well, oh, wait. You have a stitch that'll give you two points? I had a stitch, and if I thought about it, I could have spent it to give myself two shooting points, which I would have spent on this, which would have brought it up to an eight. What, an eight I hit? paradox prevention myself, Paula, to go back in time and spend <laughs> my stitch. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, I, I, I'm not sure what the rules say about when you need to spend a stitch. But I'm going to rule that if you'd like, you may spend that stitch. Are I'm you going that to? Stitch oh, nice. To give myself. Uh, I think it gives me. Is it just one point or two points in a? I had in my head two points in a skill, but maybe that's just because of the. I, I think right. it's two. I feel like it's two. This is, I feel like this is important. We gotta, I remember we two. Gotta, we gotta make sure this. Uh, you can refresh an ability pool. You can simplify time travel by ignoring a time travel test. You can boost your damage by one point. You can reduce damage done to you by one point. And you may pay two stitches and give someone else plus one on a die. No, I'm sorry, Paula. I'm glad we looked at this. You cannot add to your roll result with a stitch. So I can't, but I can't refresh my... If I had thought of it, I would have refreshed my I'm not going to let you go back pool. that far. Yeah. No, I'm not allowing that. So yeah. you do not hit the okay. weak point. Eee! Your second blast once again just sort of scratches the outer uh, carapace of this creature. It does not move. Um, and uh, who goes after you? 
Save me. Imogene. Save me. Okay, okay. Imogene. Because I'm going to use my scuffling. I am going to jump down from these rocks with a flying kick. I'm going to kick this bug off of Captain Pay, grab him, and jump. That's what okay. I want to do. Great. Um, let me see that scuffling roll. Okay, I'm spending three points. Cause... It's higher difficulty because of the pouring rain. Go for it. Can you spend more than three? I can spend more than three. I'm going to spend... I can spend five, but I'm going to spend four. And that's a three, so that's seven. That's a hit. All right. You can do damage to this thing that's holding Captain Pate down. Okay, I do... Two damage. Okay. Um, it doesn't appear to uh, have really done any damage to it, but what it has done is pushed it off of Captain Pate. That's these all I are, wanted to do. These things are big. I mean, the the ones that you're fighting are not... They're the size of a horse, okay? They're not the oh, size of a person. man. Okay. Um, so um, you managed to push it off of Captain Pate, and you grab him, and you can rev up your Autocron, but of course it takes a round or two for the Autocron to lift you out of... Yeah. <laughs> It does, out of the situation. So, um, who goes after you, Imogene Dupree? You're so effed. <laughs> the captain. The captain goes. Captain, your turn. I want to pull out my autocron and jump with Imogene. No, 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 like, no, no I'm, t- I'm touching you, so you're going to jump with me, so you can no, do something they else. get to go again before you get to go again. So, I'll pull out mine and touch you and jump, right? Can we, do, can we jump in a round, or does it take two rounds? It takes, according to the rules, the Autocron takes two rounds, I believe. Let me oh let boy. me make. Boy, the rules became super important this time, didn't it? We're talking yeah. about full blown failure, death, permanent. We death. might all die right now. Uh, yeah. Okay, so let's get so, it right. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to read on the Autocron, too. I'm trying to find out how quickly... I, I, I'm fairly certain it takes... Uh, let's say it takes at least a full round, okay? Let's... let's. I think it takes at least a full round. So that means that when Captain Pate goes again, he will zap out. Is basically what that means. Okay, but then... The- but didn't I go before you, so wouldn't my turn, we'd both zap out? That's right. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, I'm just saying it's going to be their turn, and then they're yeah. going, and they're going to go twice. So they're Sorry. going to be all over me again. Now, if you can just touch me and jump, that's fine. Like I, I, I can survive. I think maybe we'll see. Right? It just doesn't make any sense if it takes two rounds for me to to pull it out and then use it. It doesn't make sense. You already have it out. You have it warmed up. So I'll just try to hold them off until we can jump. So let's let's try it. Okay. Let's try See if you it. can like push him or 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 maybe distract him, maybe with like taunt or something. See if you can distract him by talking well, to him. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Logan. Yeah. Do I have a any step better shot at the head from here? That was the whole reason for jumping down. And now this bug has been knocked off of me. Yeah. And even if I'm prone, can I just like uh, grab the beam weapon from the ground and just try to into its brain? Yeah, you still have a vantage point. Um, Of course, you fell. uh, So it's even better for ranged weapons. Okay, yeah. Uh, If you want to try, 
If you want to try, I'm going to allow you to do it. Like a, like a sniper on the ground. Exactly. I'm just thinking if we hurt this thing, it might distract them for a second or freak them out or something. Yeah, so do you want to shoot at the thing again? Yeah, I don't think there's anything better to do. I'm not going to punch this this horse-sized bug in the face. So, yeah, I'll, from the ground. Okay, I'll just try good. to grab the beam rifle and fire. Okay, oh, great. Give me a shooting roll. Teeth. I'll spend three points of shooting. And here we go. Come on, paint! Oh. That's a five. I rolled a two. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. Damn Your it. beam doesn't even get over, like, really the the, the the lip. You were trying to, like, kind of shoot over the lip of the fort down into the uh, into the courtyard and hit it, and you you don't manage to get over the lip of the fort. And so uh, your beam just kind of tears away part of the fort's, like, crenellated battlements. Uh, yeah. That the big blocks fall down, crashing into the mud. But you have not hit your target and so it is now the bugs turn twice if I'm not mistaken is that right? Yeah Yeah. because they're going to go and they pick who goes next and it's a new round and they can pick themselves to go alright they go this is their first round Um, they now see the two that were coming up the hill to get um, to get you uh, one stays down here with Imogene and Captain the other one uh, moves up to the uh, Semaphore station and is on top of Dakota. Like, is now entering the Semaphore station to attack Dakota. And she's two rounds from jumping. Uh, that's correct. Well, well I, re- I readied it for her. Does that... Can that make it one round? Because... I don't know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll allow I, like, that. Got it it's out. all I, ready like, to go. It in. It's yeah, all ready you took to go. an action to do that. It's all ready to go. Yeah, but still, she still needs to, like... Tell it to jump and then wait until she goes again it for it to jump. actually take her out. Yeah. So, um, the creatures, uh, the creatures, uh, one of them moves and moves up to the Semaphore station to attack Dakota. The other, uh, the other, t- the other one. Sorry, there's only one more. Uh, stays down here with the captain and uh, now thinks that Imogene is the bigger threat and attacks Imogene. Ugh, come here, you. And uh, I believe it hits your th- hit threshold with a five. I, I don't know what my hit threshold is. It's a three. It's three. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Unless so, your athletics um, is eight. No. Yeah. Okay. And so now it is going to go ahead and it is Mutilate going to do damage to you <laughs> uh, with its horrible clacking pincers. Do it. I'm not afraid of you. Um, three. Three damage. Okay. That's not so bad. That's not so bad at all. You did it's all not right. So bad. Okay. Yeah. Met the other one spent okay. its turn moving, and that—that's uh, so. Both of them have acted, and of course, they declare themselves to go next. And so now, one attacks Dakota Blaze, and that is a hit. Uh, I'm hard to hit. hit. Did they roll? Is it a four? I'm, I, mine is a four because I'm hard to hit. Well, it's it's actually an eight. Okay, then um, <laughs> like, mm, yeah. And, uh, You're not that hard they, to hit. <laughs> it swipes at you with its enormous glistening claw. The rain is coming down. Its mandibles are chomping angrily. And uh, yeah, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be seven damage. Oh, it hurts. Oh boy, that hurts. That now hurts. the one that's attacking the captain and uh, Imogene Dupree. Uh, is going to turn and attack the captain. He just attacked Imogene. He's going to turn and attack the captain, and he's going to roll... Natural one. 
Uh, try a, he rolled a six, and so <laughs> he's spending a certain amount of points, so he's uh, he's able to hit you, obviously. <laughs> and then now he's going to do his damage to you, Captain. Oh, boy. Captain. And that is going to be seven damage. Oh, oh my God. Are you in the negatives? Negative. Negative yeah. two. Okay. You must make a health roll right now, my friend. A health roll to stay conscious. Uh... Okay, I'm going to spend three on that health roll. Okay. And I'm going to go to negative five. Or no, I'll spend two and go to negative four. Here we go. This is stressing me Yeah, you don't want to go to negative five. Yeah. I think if you're in negative five, you're still okay. Is it beyond? Anyway, I don't know. But four is safe. I think it's negative six where you get into (laughs) difficulty here. And and there's my six. So I rolled a, a six plus two. So I rolled an eight. So okay, he stays you stay with it. Oh, this, yeah, he's he's a gritty dude. He's been he's through some man. shit. He's he can stay man. conscious through this pain. In fact, the bugs have gone twice now, and they declare that Captain Pate will go next. Captain Pate. Do something. Do something interpersonal so that we can maybe get a clue from them before we jump. Before our autocron takes us back. Where did we before decide we, we were going back to? How far back? We said two weeks at just the semaphore station. Um, hmm. Now, knowing what we know of these creatures, uh, well, with this different vantage point, could I... uh, I'm thinking... Well, tell me, Jared. I'm thinking military tactics, and I'm wondering if we can, like... Could I know from the, from these creatures, like, how would they get something this large onto this island unseen by anyone? Like, uh, how do they move? How did they move it over water? Does it fly? Does it, like... You know, I'm just trying to get a clue here before we jump. Yeah, I can give you that clue. Your time craft tells you that they probably time-traveled onto the island. Right onto the island. Yeah. Um... And is there any clue that I could get? I know I already did one, but could I use notice to see if there's any indication of how long they've been here? And I'm not talking about days. I'm saying, like, is there any indication from the creatures, like, set up that it's been there for, like, months or something like that? They Uh, don't really have a lot of equipment or paraphernalia that would let you know something like that. And also, you're in the middle of a raging rainstorm with the bugs actually uh, ripping your body open. So... Uh, okay. All right. That's that's fine. Uh, so I'll just try to... Um, Can you use taunt to get them to tell you something? Like, let no. something slip? Okay. I don't have taunt. Tell me something? Yeah, I guess they do talk, don't they? Um, yeah, they and they talk to you, especially. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I just don't have it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and... Well, you know what? What the hell? I, I've got nothing to lose. I will try to intimidate this thing. How about that? Um, so, like, as the rain is pouring down uh, on the captain and he's wavering about to go down from the blood loss and the pain, he just, like, looks at this bug uh, and he's like, You know it's meaningless. We'll be gone in a moment and can change everything you're about to see. Your mother there. Your mama She'll be ours to finish off any way we like. Tell us, when did you get here? 
do it. <laughs> this is so dumb. Uh, I don't um, know what to do. No, it's not dumb. It's not dumb, but um, um, uh, it says, What is the name of the sentient that I am uh, being addressed by? This is how they know who Captain Fate is, because this is before the Cold War. Oh my god, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Oswald Pate of Her Majesty's Royal Service. Well, Captain Pate... You should know that we are everywhere. We may scuttle away when the lights come on, but you'll never be rid of us. And it reaches back to try to stab you again. Uh, but of course, it's not its turn. Uh, Captain Pate, who goes after you? Uh, uh, oh boy, I'll say... Let's say Dakota, because I just want to see how she fares before we make this jump, if we're going to make a jump. I have a couple of questions. I'll ask them quickly. One, if I do something different, if I do something crazy, will y'all be mad at me? Because I know we made a plan. And two, if I were to change my destination for my time jump, Jared, would that add another round to how long it takes to do? Um... Uh, yeah, it would. Uh, you'd have to wait till next round to take off. Whereas this time, like right now, you could take off. I think. Because all right, I say to I'll I'll take off then. I want to I want to go back to like twenty minutes before we got here and just shoot the thing in the head. But I don't. It's gonna take too long. So we'll just I'll just okay, go back. So you go back to the two week two rendezvous. weeks and see what happens. I will go yes. back. I just go because yeah, we could always jump forward again. Yeah. Right? Who goes after you, Dakota? Uh. Who's already gone? Have the bugs? Yeah, the bugs have already gone once. Imogene. Imogene will go. Uh, okay. Well, Dakota's bubble of time, chrono uh, energy uh, revs up and she uh, disappears. And now, Imogene, would you like to disappear? Yes, I want to get us out of here. Well, your bubble appears around you and you have Captain Pate inside of it uh, piggybacking with you and suddenly. Uh, the bugs that are like reaching for you kind of slide away and suddenly space comes becomes funny and they seem more distant and the next thing you know you hear the sound of seagulls oh everybody make a travel test yeah I failed mine I rolled a three <laughs> the sound of seagulls I love well, it I didn't roll a I one it. I rolled a two so lose oh. two more chrono stability yeah oh I'm man I'm at two, but that's okay for now because we're not going to last much longer. Yeah, this is bad. So we've also come. We've also come. We have. We've also come to the end almost <sighs> of our session. We got to go uh, fast. We have to go fast. So um, let me hear. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call on each of you. Let me hear your plan. Decide on the plan, and then we'll do a couple rolls to see if it works. <laughs> So first, uh, Joe O'Brien, what is Captain Oswald Pate's plan? Okay, well, outside of, like, the immediate plan, which is, like, uh, reality anchor for both of you guys. Yeah, because I'm, like, in a heap crying as we land, basically, because I've lost almost everything. Yeah, and so reality anchor, whatever. And then I also am at (laughs) minus four, so I'm, like, barely on my feet. We'd have to take care of all that. Now, assuming that would get taken care of to some degree. Done. Uh, Spend points of reality anchor right now. 
Great. Okay. Actually, don't bother to do that because that's chrono stability, and definitely today's adventure is not going to involve you losing all of your chrono stability, right? Who, who's yeah. it? Is anybody no, no, at it two? Won't. It won't. I am at two now. Oh my god! Okay, I'm so who's spending reality anchor? Oh my I'm god! I'm spending two points of reality anchor to get them both back to four. You're both and, at four, and we should be fine. We should be okay, fine for done. multiple jumps. Okay. So that's taken care of. My health needs to get taken care of. But outside of that, uh, what I my one idea was: what if we went back a long way uh, just to divert this one situation? Went back a long way, like a year or even more, and. Uh, and I put myself in a position, even though I'm not good at disguise, I am military and British military. And what if I could position myself as an officer and work the bureaucracy to a point where I got a forward outpost made on this island of British soldiers that's like here and manned during the time of the storm? So if they tried to come in here, there'd be a whole lot more military defenses here. Uh, ready to stop them from being in this spot during the storm. That's my one pitch for an idea. Okay, that's your idea. What about uh, did someone else have a plan? They can they can uh, pitch it. Yes, Imogene Dupree. My plan was that we just set a bunch of bombs all <laughs> over the fort and yeah, we wait up in the semaphore station for all the bugs to arrive. And when we see them and they've made camp and they think they're safe, we press the button, we blow the shit up and we go home. That's the plan. Dakota goes, that's the one I like. I want to shoot things. I just want to shoot things. I can't seem to shoot anything anymore. Well, you don't want to have to shoot them because we're going to blow them to bits. <laughs> All right. Uh, is, that, is that the plan? Yeah, that's the plan. And I think that we both, I think we need actual like serious weaponry. We know that this thing is really intense. So this isn't going to be dynamite. It's not going to do the trick. No, like, but I we're going to need to requisition. Yeah, but I mean, can I we, think we're, can you make was, bombs strong I was enough for yourself? Trying to rig bombs from our plasma rifles to see if I can, from our Zen plasma rifles to see if I can make a weapon that does an area of effect damage as opposed to laser damage. Okay, so you're standing out here in the fort two weeks ago, right? And uh, it's completely quiet. There are no bugs here. So you at least, and you've been able to sit here and plan for hours. You've already been talking for hours. Captain Oswald, uh, he gave his his plan to perhaps get the British military involved. Now you're listening to Imogene, who's saying, maybe we can tinker with our plasma rifles and turn them into an explosive. Dakota, you were about to give your, uh, your take. Yeah, I like what Imogene is saying, but what I think is we should make it a concentrated thing. We know exactly where that bug, that mama bug, is going to be. We put it under the ground right there, so when she starts to do her thing, we set it off. It takes her out. I think we need to make it as localized, but as, as potent as possible, because to protect the timeline, ultimately, we need to keep this whole place from just getting blown off the face of the earth. We just need to stop the bug. So can we localize it? We can tinker together, you and I, and I bet we could localize it to this one spot where we know the bug is going to be. I bet, yeah. That's Do you what, guys want to try I, that? That's what I wanted. That's my plan. Yeah, yeah. Is everybody in agreement? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. You guys think it's powerful enough? The 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 re rigged plasma rifle. Uh, also, well, we got just saying, we are then leaving like science fiction technology or futuristic technology on this island. Right? 
No, well, this whole this whole fort would hopefully be destroyed. Well, I'm I'm suggesting we don't destroy the. That's whole what fort. she was saying. But she doesn't want to destroy it. She doesn't want to sink the island. Oh, well, after oh. we blow up, we just go and we collect all the pieces. You would have to. You would uh, probably not be able to create a bomb that would sink the whole island using these the equipment available to you currently. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I was thinking same idea, but like mix the two ideas. We go a little bit further, and we just even two weeks is fine. But like we use our skills to whatever uh, infiltrate the military and get a bomb, like a British bomb. That we bury under the ground, like out of an air, like out of a bomber, you know, just a big old honker. And we just put it, bury it under the ground right in that spot. And then we just blow it up. I mean, it'll, it won't sink the whole island. It'll destroy part of the fort. But if it happens during the middle of that storm, it won't be noticed by anybody until a long time later. And then, then it'll just be little look like a British bomb got dropped here. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that plan as your game master, but I will warn you, that sounds like it would require several travel tests and your chrono stability is quite low for two of your agents. There's absolutely no way in two weeks time you can go to the mainland Get someone to give you <laughs> the uh, you right, know a warhead from a from a plane and bury it. But if you guys are willing to make a f- couple travel tests right now and see if you are subsumed into history by losing all of your chrono stability, then I will allow you to yeah. try that plan instead. Let's do it. We're good. We're good. It's, uh, okay. it's just going to be me. It's just going to be me. Are you sure? I think so. I'll, I'll okay. be at risk. I can make three jumps and lose all three, and we'll still be fine. All of us. Should we? While you I do that, I can keep you both up. How? How Wait, do you you're jumping by yourself, or are we going with you? It sounds no, like the captain is jumping by himself. No, 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 no. <gasps> we're all going, but I have reality anchor to spend every single trip to keep you up. Oh, like I have tons of reality anchor to spend. So, so let's let's do this the right way. And really, we we really are at the, at the end of our episode, so we have to do this plan. Uh, but I want to do it by the numbers. So okay. are you traveling back, say, a year to start this plan where you yeah. uh, procure a warhead? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, give me a travel test. Okay. Travel right, test. So where are you going? Around. Are you going and to the allies? One. I got uh, a five. Nice. I rolled a five too. Hi. Okay, I'm Captain betrayed. Pate, you're the one that loses two chrono stability. Okay, you uh, are you going to Allied territory? I assume uh, in space is that's where you're going, right? Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna go. Yeah, with Brit. Um, oh, geez, yeah, we could. Let's do the Americans just because Imogene is a natural and she's the one that's going to do most of the talking. So okay. let's try to get an American warhead. It's 1943. Um, it's 1943, and you are uh, at the supreme headquarters of the Allied uh, movement. And uh-huh. from here, you can move to different uh, locations around the Allies' uh, territory and uh, procure things uh, and, uh, uh, you know, requisition the equipment that you need. But I need to know how you're doing that if um, I had, over the course of this year. If I had, perchance, eight points in burglary, mm-hmm. could I spend Steal the Declaration of Independence. No, uh, um, a, <laughs> a warhead. Um, a warhead. I think we have to try a that because it's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> that was uh, such a great RPG sentence. Uh, that was a, fanta- a warhead heist. 
Yes, I want to assign a difficulty to that because we're kind of doing things in fast forward now. Uh-huh. But I want you to roll your burglary for it. How many points are you going to spend? I'm going to spend eight points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that's allowed, but I will say if you're spending all eight of your points... One night, you all uh, arrive at a small cottage on the outskirts of a uh, seaside town in Britain. Imogene pulls back a a cover, and underneath it, she has an enormous uh, warhead. Amazing. I don't know how you did it, but I'm impressed. I kind of wish I could keep it. I think it's really cute, but uh, it's going to do us a good job. What can I say? Let's get it. What is the the next part of this plan? Yeah, how do we get it there? Uh, we we loaded onto a boat. I mean, Captain Pate will spend his time procuring a, a boat that is not in, you know, it's not stolen this time. He's got more time, mm-hmm. uh, and he could buy like an old shitty boat and spend months like refitting it and refixing it just so that it can, and then you know placing it in the perfect spot so that under the cover of night, in like a car or a truck, we could like drive this warhead up to it, load it in, uh, and then. You know, um, take it out to the island. So we got the warhead okay. in a truck, the truck in the boat, the boat to the fort. I hear a lot of vehicles there, so give me uh, a vehicles roll, Captain Pate. Uh, okay, I'll spend three uh, on vehicles, and I rolled a six, so that's nine. Um, you are able to do all this. You are able to transport the warhead, and so now, many months before. D-Day or any of this is about to happen, you are approaching the island with a, a, in, in a small ship with the warhead in uh, in cargo. Um, what do you do next? We need we to dig a hole. Dakota and I can, yeah, roll tinkering maybe to bury this bomb and set it up to, with a like a remote trigger. Yeah, you're going to okay. need a remote trigger, yeah. Dakota, I think... Yeah. We need to. You need to act now. I need to see you tinker and set up this uh, this remote detonator. I have a slight concern about this bomb. When it goes off, are people not on the island going to know a bomb went off? Are they going to see an explosion? That's what I was saying. If we do it at the height of the storm, most likely not. Okay, I just want to give away that D Day is getting ready to happen to the Germans. So, is, so if that's I mean, a risk, they, they, can I add to my tinkering something that would, like, tamp down the, like... You cannot. You are taking this chance. All right. Oh, that's a five in tinkering. I didn't spend anything because I was distracted about all the stuff, so I well, hope that that's spend? Do you want to spend some in your tinkering? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys just... You go, ah... Uh. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> I just was distracted. And was like, if you're I didn't running spend this anything. game, make sure to keep remembering and reminding your players. Hey, what are you spending before they roll? I spent uh, your five. Three, I probably well, would have spent three. Know what? We're, we're gonna stick. I, no, no, I'm not gonna let you. We're sticking with the five. You think it'll work? Gosh, I'm sorry, y'all. It, Dakota's really upset because she missed a lot of shots and she has not gotten over it and it has flustered her and everything else she is doing. Basically. What happens now? Do you live on the island until the things arrive? I want to just camp out in the semaphore station and just spy and you, I'll spend all my points in spying to know when they arrive, what they're doing and uh, and we'll wait for the perfect moment when the storm starts that hopefully we can... Months pass. Oh and you Captain Pate teaches you how to sail. Yes. Uh, and you survive <laughs> and off of fish. he is having the time of his life for these few months. 
Um, you survive off of fish that you catch, um, and uh, you live here. Uh, and shooting then, every day. Yeah, every day. we get to know each other mm-hmm. better and better and better. I make friends with a seagull. You take turns <laughs> sitting in the semaphore station, watching that courtyard, watching it, always waiting and watching, knowing, seeing the the slightly. You know, uh, months have passed, so you can't even really tell where you buried it anymore. It's all kind of smoothed over now. And one day, uh, let's see which of you is watching. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we sh- the boat can't be there. So basically... We, we sank the boat. We sank the boat. We sank, we sank one day the boat. when Captain okay. Pate is the one watching the spot. Suddenly, uh, on a beautiful June day... June 3rd, 1944. The sky, the air right there in the courtyard starts to ooze with kind of a brown bile as something tears its way through reality. Click, 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 click. And this enormous, uh, bigger than any of the bugs you've seen before, but boy, she looks familiar, uh, (gasps) rips her way out into the courtyard. (sighs) And flops down right onto the very (sighs) spot where the warhead has been planted. (laughs) Yes! You big dummy. All right. He, uh, he like slinks away. As quick as possible, and then on his communicator is like, "They're here." <laughs> yeah, I'm still uh, talking to my seagull three slice kind of screen, you know, where it's like burr, 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 burr. we all get the message. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah. Okay, but we have to wait for the storm, right? So we have to let them start to do their thing. Right. And so the last thing I want is as everybody gets into position. And waits for the storm. I need an unobtrusiveness roll. Uh, can I do it for all of us? Yes, you may. I'm going to spend three points. That's all I have left. Ooh, and that's a two, and that's, so that's five. Five, huh? Five. Five. It's enough. <gasps> and so, uh... Soon, dark clouds. You can tell it's definitely like suddenly the air around the fortress becomes cold. And then you can tell that there's more moisture in the air. And then that moisture is rising, rising from the queen. Which, by the way, by the time Imogene and and Dakota arrive, there are more creatures clicking and clacking about the fort. Uh, But now dark clouds are forming and the first raindrops start to fall down onto your faces and hands and what do you do? <laughs> we all hold hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's time and if this thing is a dud, holy shit. Oh, you know what? Captain Pate is going to do a whole speech quietly about how if this thing is a dud, this was still the best time of his life. <laughs> and these moments... <laughs> we, he would never he wouldn't trade it for anything and this was a successful mission in his mind I'm sorry I couldn't shoot her the first time everyone and I hope that the tinkering worked I hope it goes off you guys are my family and I love you so much and no matter what happens I know we did our best I love you for all of time yeah all the time likewise he holds his locket oh 
and you pull the thing. <laughs> Mary Lou just an exaggerated that, button push. <laughs> and that is where we will end. What? No! What? You cannot. Absolutely. Movies do that all the time. Oh, my oh God. It wasn't the destination. It was the journey that we went on. <laughs> it was the friends we made along the way. Oh, my God, Jared. Oh, my God. It is a beautiful. Click and then black out. Credits. Oh, that is. Oh, that is I hate so it, but also it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I oh hate my it. All right, let's have a vote. Do people think that that's total bullshit? <laughs> no, I no. think it's actually beautiful. Oh, I just, beautiful. Really, it's, I just really want it to work. <laughs> well, the other thing is, maybe we play Time Watch again one day together, and we find out what happened then, and we play even more. Come on. I think great. so. I'd I love to. To yeah. be continued. Let's say that and leave it at that. Uh, this has been pounding. so yeah. much fun. <laughs> I couldn't have played this game with a greater group of players. You guys have been absolutely fantastic. Mary Lou, Paula Deming, Joe O'Brien. Be sure to find these guys online. Tell them how much you enjoyed this and follow (laughs) everything that they do. Um, I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Mary Lou. We'll see you another time. This is the Game Garage on the Glass Cannon. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit GlassCannonNetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at Patreon.com slash GlassCannon.